Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 128 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. After a one-week hiatus, we are back better than ever and a shit ton more news than we expected to come back to. Cesar promised us a Tokyo Game Show only show and Brant fucked it up. We're going to start off with Microsoft acquiring ZeniMax. Uh, there was a Series X and S pre-order fiasco that Cesar was a part of. Uh, another Nintendo partner showcase where we got more info on Bayonetta 3. Uh, Tokyo Game Show 2020 wrap-up. Metal Gear's coming back to the PC. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. I messed that up. Uh, Gal Gun doesn't aim for PS5. Well done, Brand. I don't know what that means. Series X and S memory expansion up for pre-order. You can get your uh, possibly overpriced slash Vita memory cards now. Brent talks Animal Crossing updates once again. Thank you, Brent. we got to have that bit. Uh, updated Xbox app will stream games to iPhones at last. It's coming. I've got my iPhone and my Xbox shirt. I'm ready for streaming. Uh, Nintendo officially retires this 3DS. It's a sad day for all. Amazon Cloud Gaming has been announced and detailed somewhat. And we have your October PlayStation Plus and Xbox games with gold. That's a shit ton of news. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Brant McKee. I'm mirrored, y'all. Bizarre Brant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Bizarre Brant. I like that more than anything. He's backwards, folks. And uh, looking at me straight ahead is Cesar Concepcion the second. I'm in the real world. Yeah. With the giraffe bike. And it looks like a Monkey D. Luffy outfit, from what I could tell from here. Um, He's in the straw hat. Straw hat. You have one sitting around you can put on real quick? Uh, no, unfortunately, I don't. I just got the hat. It looks like I'm on a deadly catch. <laughs> <laughs> Which season, though? Those guys All don't do so well. All of them. All of them? <laughs> Would y'all ever do something like that and go off and just make bank for that six weeks or whatever it is? And just get your ass kicked every day? Nah. Nah. Not, you know, you know what I mean by ass kicked. Weather, conditions, Hardcore food, labor. all that stuff. You know what you mean, hardcore labor. Yeah. Yeah. Would you do that? I mean, you know, if you were in a pinch. That's that's still a gamble, man. You don't, you don't know if you're going to get uh, the catch you need. Yeah. Make all the money get in there. You could go out there and be doing that for nothing. That's right. It's like commission, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Has anybody played any of the Deadliest Catch games? <laughs> no. Let's bring I it may, back around to what we actually know about. I may have one for PS3. I may. I think it might have been that phase where I was just like, oh, it's eight bucks. I buy it on Gamefly. Chip disc and all. We have all played chip disc. We have all played <laughs> Deadliest Catch, though, right? Oh, yes. There yeah. we go. There we go. I think I got up to the wedding part, and I just quit after that. I don't, I don't know what happened here. <laughs> So. That's the first part. Yeah. Specifically the wedding. <laughs> it was a weird time. Speaking of weird times, let's talk about Microsoft acquiring Bethesda Softworks parent company Zenimax and thus inheriting the house of Doom, Evil Within, Dishonored, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, and Fallout. They did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this, this news is like a week and a half old now yeah we are catching up after our hiatus brant thanks for carrying the ship uh yet last week just by yourself we didn't expect you to put up an episode but you did great yeah well done the brant show the lost episode the bizarro brant show <laughs> we do have some lost episodes i guess i could have yeah. thrown one of those up archives like, what the fuck just happened Best of. back two years these people yeah who would listen to these old people? <laughs> you, have to, you, have to, you have to like start the the whole podcast with the share if I if I could turn back time song and then just start <laughs> playing it. 
That's the lead-in? <laughs> That's the lead-in. <laughs> that way people will get the whole, like, what the hell is happening? Is this April Fool's? Oh, we didn't know anything about next-gen. The Switch had just launched, what, that spring? I believe so. So the Switch is like steamrolling into Mario Odyssey and stuff like that. Like, we don't even know what's ahead of us. Might be good for context. Uh, so Microsoft spent $7.5 billion for uh, Bethesda games. It's pretty wild. They're now a first-party Microsoft Game Studio studio. That was a big get. I know the internet was ablaze. Do we have any thoughts? Stuff will be in Game Pass, which I think is a plus. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, my only thought is, what, what are they at, 23 studios now, I think they said, after this? So they're yeah. almost to the point where they can... They need, like, a couple more, and they can probably release almost two games a month on Game Pass, which I think that's probably what their goal is. Right. Keep a steady stream of new content coming through. That is a good steady flow. Uh, someone pointed out, this wasn't my observation. I just thought it was really good to share. They've kind of corralled themselves into being the house of a Western RPG, whereas PlayStation is still going to maintain kind of the JRPG realm. I thought that was an interesting note. That'll be interesting to see mm-hmm. if, if that happens, because I know we're about to, uh, to talk about it, but... Uh, the sales of Xbox apparently sold the best they've ever done in Japan this year. The pre-order sales. Wicked. They're pushing for uh, they're pushing for Japan. There was a bunch of interviews and stuff that came out around this purchase. Uh, one of my favorite ones with Todd Howard was some developer in inside where he was talking about tricks that they did to make Morrowind work on the original Xbox. Cesar and I talked about this. Did you hear this, Brant? With the I uh, did. The, the Xbox would actually, they would run out of memory, and the best way to do that was to make the console restart itself, but you didn't know it was doing it to free up memory for Morrowind. Yeah, you, wild, just thought it, you, you just thought that load screen, it, it just it just took a long time to load, but no, it was, yeah, they'd have it, because it could keep that image on the screen while it was doing a reboot, and it's crazy, to th- it's crazy to think that they, they could do that, but. It's tricks they of the trade, man. Yeah, yeah. Some, some inside baseball. Magic. All right, so uh, next up, there was a Series X and S pre-orders went open. Uh, I will have to call out Microsoft on this one. They saw the PS5 fiasco, and they said that this would be much better. It was, I would say, Not. decidedly worse. <laughs> much worse. <laughs> you were Across there in the Ground board. Zero when you had no attachment in this. and you, and you, me, you watched me and your brother just in Shambleton trying to get... Russell still hasn't got shit. I at least got mine. It took me, what, an hour? I just backed up. Friend of the show, Russell, was unsuccessful, yeah. and he actually is in the all-access program, so the, the the road should have been paved for him to easily upgrade his One X, and instead he is uh, he doesn't have his next-gen place, plans in place. Uh, so it, it seemed to... They went up in tears, right? And then GameStop had their weird uh, queue thing that they started at 11 o'clock. Yeah. One site immediately was out. It was like Walmart was done in like two minutes, if you even got there. Yeah. I know Microsoft's own site was not great. Yep. Best Buy was broken, and Best Buy wasn't even live yet. Mm-hmm. I think Best Buy was the last to go. Yep. Uh, Amazon went before Best Buy. It was just, uh, it was madness, and they, they've still left, like I've been doing some research after the fact, they've still left those all-access people out out in the cold they don't have an update path yet brain yeah. you didn't up, you didn't update your bizarro background 
No, I'm just Are you uh, looking since, at we're, it? since we're staying with Xbox. I'm okay. You're carrying this one over. Um, yeah. All right, I approve. Keep keep going with it. Let's roll with it. Uh, Cesar, you were able to secure a Series X. Are you pleased? Um, I will be once I get it in my hands. I guess. You have a Bethesda box now. You have a dedicated Elder Scrolls machine. It's going to be a dedicated backwards compatibility box, probably. <laughs> I mean, we didn't put it in news, but you saw Digital Foundry got a hold of it and was messing around with a bunch of the backwards compatibility stuff. That's great. Several yeah. people. Several great people. Work. 4K. Oh, yeah, that's right. Second HDR. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, it wasn't just Digital Foundry. They sent it to a lot of people. They, they got to try out backwards compatibility, game resume. What else did they try? I think there was like one other thing the embargo opened up on. It was, I think it was some UI stuff. I think. Yeah. They didn't go into much details about it. Yeah, they talked about how snappy it was to cold boot and things like that. Mm-hmm. I know they they recommended doing all, all the installs from an external to the internal one because you can still use the external for the backwards compatible games from an external hard drive, but you don't get the speed increase if you don't do it internally. So, Can you copy them over? Like if you plug them in, can you just copy them yeah. over to your current drive? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Some, some people uh, showcased um, moving certain games back and forth. And nice. depending on what drive you're using, uh, if you're using your kind of standard mechanical drive, it can take maybe upwards of of nine, maybe ten minutes or so. Right. But if you're using um, something like a solid state uh, in 3.0, um, it takes maybe two minutes to transfer a game. I think they, they showcased moving something like uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You know, it just took a couple minutes from hard drive to uh, internal memory on the system. Yeah. I usually use, uh, I've got a three terabyte external, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think all I keep on the internals like Master Chief Collection and stuff I'm going to play pretty consistently. It seems it seems to run better. I keep all the backwards compatible stuff on the on the external. Okay, I panicked for a minute. We're good. Sorry. Yeah, it's not the outside, perfect time to panic. Outside that, they were comp- able to confirm all that, and it works on the backwards compatible games, and their their old saves work on there too, and everything. Unlike the, um, I guess we'll run into that issue with PS5. So, with the save inc- incompatibility in some games, that is some weird uh, PS5 stuff. Was that's not in the news, is it? You want to cover that real quick? Like Spider Man. Oh, they some didn't listeners say- might benefit from the clarification. Yeah. yeah. They didn't- they didn't say why, but some of the PS5 games are not um, going to be backwards compatible with their saves when they carry over from the upgrade process. Uh, I think the only ones that's confirmed that is is uh, Avengers because it's um, a cross-save title. But I, I think it, the reason why that's happening is because I think they have a separate trophy list for the PlayStation 5 games. And that's like a protection on there that they don't mess around with the save files. Instead of it's like the get Nintendo around, thing. Of the... Yeah, it used to be, they used to get around it with the PS4 and the Vita because they combine those trophy lists together so they can consider those saves the same but i'm they didn't have them confirmed but i think that's what why that's happening is because i think they're treating those games as a separate trophy list and if that's all because their their system they are they archaically added trophies after the fact the uh, after you know xbox did achievements they kind of did that after a fact as a upgrade in ps3 so yep i don't think they ever improved that model or they might have proved it now it's just not compatible with the the old way so Oh, you remember well, that, when people on that, PS3 that's were my personal trophies? thought. So, mm-hmm. Also to add on, um, since we're on the subject of pre-orders, it seems that several retailers are notifying people about 
they may not be receiving their PS5s on launch. Oh, I got I got that twice. I got that for my PlayStation and my Xbox. You're getting them from the same place, right? Yeah. But I think okay, so that the, I think this is Amazon covering their ass, though. It yeah. might be that retailer specifically, yeah. But I got I got one from Walmart too, so. <laughs> yeah. I saw the people on Twitter were so angry about the the potential cover your CYE email that they got. They're like, Jeff Bezos, you bitch, you already got my money. Send my Xbox. It's just this hilarity. We we comment on the internet hilarity. Yeah, I think it's just them covering their ass because I think somebody just popped out on Twitter that GameStop sending people that they may not get their PS5s until next year. So yeah, uh, I think GameStop was going to overbook. Yeah. GameStop would rather have them on hand and 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 get your money in before. No in quantities. So we'll like we'll see. I think it's just like it's like somebody said on Twitter, it's just Amazon covering their ass. It's like I mean they said majority of people probably get on the day, but then I mean look look how long it took you to get your Mario All Stars from Best Buy. So it could be one today. of those situations. It came in today. Two weeks <laughs> almost two weeks later. Yeah. Like how is this a thing? But we are through a pandemic, so and they're about to do their yep. bullshit uh Amazon sell thing next month, so October thirteenth uh, to the fourteenth. Uh, Target's doing something the same two days, I think I saw. Oh, yeah, as soon as Amazon announced it, Target's like, yeah, we're doing ours those days, too. Well, Walmart's going to do the same thing, too. So, Has anybody, speaking of Walmart, and since we're on this retailer kick at the moment, has anybody tried the Walmart Plus or whatever their program's called? No. Brant, do you get a lot? I, I know you loaded up on games not too long ago from Walmart, but that doesn't really benefit. You know, it's kind of like a brick and mortar, your mileage may vary special that you got a hold of. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's one of those things, like, even, again, this past week, I just walked by and looked again and found Skate 3 was another title that they had. Uh, and all of these, I mean, they're updated uh, boxes to be the Xbox uh, One boxes. Like those. yeah. Um, and it, but it just says at the top, Xbox One, Xbox 360 at the top, and then it has the, the banner on top of the actual art for the game that says this game uh, works on 360 and Xbox One. Um, How much for Skate 3? 12 bucks. 12.98 or something like that. I think I mean, that was it, out of print for a little while and hard to find. Yeah, if, you, if you wind up going by, it's it's worth it just to look. I mean, it, it, they've got several games. Um, 19 to, to 12 bucks. Some decent titles that if you don't have uh, are definitely worth worth picking up. Yeah, um, but I mean, that, that's usually it. If I'm if I'm in Walmart, I'll look. Um, there's been one case where I found a very specific um, N64 controller uh, from a, th- a third party, uh, and I wanted to have the same brand because I knew it worked, and everywhere online had it for. 25 or 30 bucks yeah when they usually retail for about 15 16 bucks and i was actually able to find it on uh walmart.com through somebody you know because sometimes they use third parties and it was like 13 bucks what brand is that if you don't mind sharing because 64 controllers can be a kind of a hit and a miss type deal you know at the moment i I can't remember. I can't remember if it was. Uh, I'm gonna have to look back. I'm gonna have to look back at the ones I have. I've gotten that 
well, Cesar and I infamously kickstarted that Retro Fighter was one that we had to fix ourselves. Yeah. And then I got the one of the Hyperkin, the one that looks like the Hori ones. Mm-hmm. And Cesar's got Cesar. Who makes that brand that you have on the way? Was that a Hyperkin also? Yeah, the Admiral. Oh, uh, Bluetooth. Yeah, I've wanted one of those. See how they look. We got to hear from Cesar how it plays on Mario sixty four because I think that's its main <laughs> that's its main purpose. <laughs> I haven't it. found anybody that said that, that they tried it, but I mean I, I've read on um, there's a video game store in Pensacola I follow and they they claim it works. They were like selling it. They're repairing it with their copies of it. Nice. You'll so, need this. Yeah, it's a good add-on. Because they probably get a good markup on accessories if the game is like we used to know the game as. All right, uh, I did not pay attention to this. I can't remember what I was doing, but who wants to cover the Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase from September 18th? This is a little well, old. Brand. Still, Yay. you're out of Bizarro World. You're, you're out of Bizarro World. Oh, it did, it, did it actually do it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So I can go over this quickly, even though Brant is perfect for this segment. <laughs> um, Brant I, wants to bring the news direct to you. Yeah, this uh, mini direct, I think I actually saw it. I can't remember if I saw it or not. I, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. So they started the show with Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, there's, I mean, there were some rumors going around that they were going to get a, like a dedicated Monster Hunter game on the Switch. Uh, this seems to be more along the lines of uh, more from like the Wii U line. Uh, versus what they went on more the westernized version of uh, Monster Hunter, in my opinion. I can't so really speak the, the old school, like PSP, DS, like the million system seller style. Yeah, that's what it seems like. I can't really comment on the new Monster Hunter because I haven't played that much time in it, so I don't really have an opinion on it. Maybe Brant may have one. You played it uh, much of the Monster Hunter, the current no. one? Uh, I'm no. I'm actually not much of a Monster Hunter player. Um, I hate my- me, <laughs> I, I, we tried and we were cooking at a bonfire and it was we played online and we're like what the fuck happens and we it's, quit after what yeah you know? it's grindy it's a, it's a lot to do it's a lot but uh, these that they've that they showed uh look very nice i mean it straight looks like the dog from uh tales of asperia and somebody had uh mentioned <laughs> I that. Saw that too uh repeat um but outside of that they're, they're gonna go i think they went over some detail in tokyo game show but not too much i mean it comes out i think march of next year uh, the only one I'm really fucking excited about was uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin. Because originally when they were showing it, I thought they were showing me fucking Breath of Fire. I was like, oh, man, we're back on Breath <laughs> of Fire. It was looking that And then they threw that shit up there. I was like, oh, I might be okay with this. Because I, I thought it was like the whole Ryu and the Nina thing. And I was like, oh, and there's some dragons. They fucking did Breath of Fire. But no. It was uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 uh, Wings of Ruin. And that comes out later that summer. And they did say that it's supposed to be able to link up somehow with Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, they didn't go into details. They said they would go into more details about it later. But not only uh, we're getting one Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter we say two. So uh, outside of that, this this uh, article is fucking out of order. But I'm going to go ahead and do it in order. I feel like it um, <laughs> from Nintendo Life. Yep, well done, Nintendo Life. Uh, who's this guy, Ryan Craddock? Well done, Ryan. Um, I'm going to skip over the next one because that's what they ended it on. Uh, they yeah. did go over fitness boxing two rhythm exercise. Uh, the first one was a, pretty po- uh, was a really popular title, especially with the pandemic going on because uh, it has a calorie counter and it does a lot of cardio. Uh, this one seems to be more of a boxing focus on this one. Um, this one's being published in the U.S. by Nintendo. I think it's like a Destiny or something like that. It's the developer. Um, then they went on to show Disguise 6, Defiance of Destiny. 
This one's a little bit weird because this one is exclusive to the Switch in America and Europe, but in Japan they're still getting a PS4 version. Mm. So they didn't comment if it would eventually come to PS4 on the other regions or not. They just said they couldn't comment on it when they were pressed about it. So are it seems these, like most of these are seem to be PlayStation based. So that you know of, have these Disgaea ports been selling like crazy on Switch? Has it gotten a new audience or? Um, somebody made a comment. You know, there's always misinformation going around. Somebody on Twitter right. said like uh, the reason why this happens because the fifth one outsold the PS4 one on um, in America because they've been bombing fifth in Japan. Okay. Uh, but apparently somebody clarified it was more almost 50-50. It wasn't uh, like an overwhelming seller. I think it was almost uh, about even. But it looks like Nintendo played for the localization for this one. That's why cool. it's an exclusive. But knowing them, they always come out with a complete version later on with all the DLC they add on there. So yeah, I imagine, three generations down the road. I imagine some. that's what everybody's like, they'll wait for the PlayStation version of that. Or you can just import the PS4 one and just learn Japanese. <laughs> the easier route. Because can't you play the first Disgaea on, on Switch and that was a PS2 game? Yeah, you can play. So I mean, just, you, can, you can do Disgaea 1. Uh, I think they did 4, 5, and maybe 3. I can't remember on PS4 and Switch. They went back and re-released them. But these games have been bombing in uh, Japan. They haven't been selling as well. So I think they've been making up their sales in America and Europe. They've actually been selling more over here. That's what I was wondering about. Like, are, are we the niche audience for that now? Yeah, we've been buying Disgaea. more. They were like like Nipunichi's software in Japan was hurting for a while because their a lot of their games are just not selling over there. They've been actually making up the sales over here. I think somebody made a comment. I don't remember who it was a developer saying it. They have to sell at least a hundred thousand copies of a game in Japan to break even. And like wow. some of these were only selling like fifty thousand or fifteen thousand when it launched. So hundred thousand is is a lot of software. When you look at software sales and uh, was it Famitsu that tracks them or Weekly Media or whoever it is. Hundred thousands of shit time, man. Unless you're like Pokemon or something crazy. That's usually like lifetime after two years. It takes yeah. forever to get there too for yep. that region, unless you're a Nintendo Switch game. So, um, makes sense. Yeah. So and then they went on and said that uh, Hades was coming out. I think this was an was this announced before? I don't know. I'm getting all my. Uh, they they announced that Hades was coming to Switch. This... Yeah, that, that was on the their indie show, right? Mm-hmm. I think they just like Brent was going to say he's like uh, I think they just said it's out that day. Yeah, it's just not. I love PC those. Guy. I love those announcements. Download now. Uh, then we had uh, Empire of the Sun, which is that game from uh, Romero Games. Uh, we finally got a date, December first. Uh, then he announced that a uh, Sniper Elite Four was launched on Nintendo Switch this uh, holiday season. <laughs> what, do what you must about that. Um, I tried playing one of those. I was like, man, I love sniping. I can do this. It is so hardcore. It is tough. They're not arcadey. It's not Halo sniping and messing around. It's uh, it's legit. I don't remember this part. I, I guess they went over PGA Tour 2K2-1, 21. Yeah. Maybe I went to the bathroom. I, I don't know. <laughs> Some good form right there in that story. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they went into the Long Dark. I think this was also another console that, that is coming over to Switch finally. Uh, and then we had another look at uh, Balan Wonderland, which looks great. Oh, my like, God. Uh, Sonic mixed with Knights. Uh, it's like a fucking yeah. Yuji Naki game all over. It's like if, What is it about this game? Every time I see it, I'm just like, what the hell? I love it. Everything like, about it. Yeah, it's like if Sega was still a console maker, this is like this probably would have been the next game he would have made. I guess Square was like, make whatever you want, and we'll publish it. And it seems like what they're doing. Because it's, what it's it weird is. and wacky. It looks like a fucking Dreamcast yep. game. Like a 4K Dreamcast Saturn game. Yeah, like, it's like something that would come in that generation where Sega would do some wacky-ass shit like that. God, I miss that Sega. God, that that was a great Sega. We took it for granted. Seaman! All right. 
outside of that, uh, <laughs> Rune Factory Five. Uh, they gave an update on that. I think that's launched in 2021. Uh, that's that was something they announced a long time ago before development. So we finally got a, a look at how it looks. Uh, Rune Factory is something that usually was always on the 3DS. So this is making its way over now to the next gen. Like G um, and DS maybe back in the day. It's mostly I think it's DS, yeah, because I think that's when the creator of uh, uh, Story Seasons, aka Harvest Moon, in the United States was like he was bored of doing the same thing over, and he's like, I'm gonna do Rune Factory, which is like an RPG mixed with the farming aspects, mixed with dating. It's like a lot of other stuff on there yeah. because you also do dungeon crawling too. It does like a lot of random stuff because I mean you still do your farming and gathering, but they also incorporate dungeon crawling in there as well. And uh, I think the relationships, like marriage and all that, is a big part of it, too, even more so. Mm. Um, they ended up that show with a surprise, and that came out that day was Ori and the Will of the Wisp, which is uh, the new uh, Ori game. Uh, they announced that um, Fangamer was doing a collector's edition where you can buy, I think it's like 180 bucks, where you can buy a bunch of shit and get the first few <laughs> physical. Um, Sold out, like, immediately. That's our uh, unboxing. Yeah, outside of that, I think uh, somebody had mentioned to tell people to wait because I think they are going to release the games uh, individually later on, they said. So uh, I didn't jump on the $180 version of that bullshit. So, I mean, they asked me to do that, and I just spent like $500 on a PS5 and then $500 on Xbox Series X. I'm like, do you want to spend another $180? They can get out of here with that shit. On Ori. Uh, on Ori Collection. On, on two games, yeah. But, uh, nah. I love, uh, I love me some Ori, but I'm not, I'm not paying $180 on Ori. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed in Ori. Did did you play either one of those, Brant? Are they up your alley? Uh, they are. I just haven't gotten around to play them. Like all games. <laughs> and Days Gone. Days Gone. Get back to Days Gone. My Always first PS5 it. game. <laughs> you could. It's on that uh, whatever that bullshit download thing they got going on. <laughs> the PlayStation Plus collection. Yeah. I don't even know the name. I just call it bullshit download thing, so... All right, there's a Tokyo Game Show recap. Does somebody want to go with that? Let's see. I didn't is watch br- much of it. <laughs> is it the Brent show? I'll go with it. <laughs> Are you, um, holy shit, did you watch it? It's a Brent show right now. <laughs> oh, I'll let Cesar go. I'll go after Cesar. <laughs> Brent show. <laughs> The only, uh, so the only part of Tokyo Game Show that I really watched, and, and Cesar and I watched this together while we were on vacation, was the uh, the near the crazy near presentation. Did you watch any of that, Brant? Uh, no, I didn't get. Uh, no, I watched I watched some of the near. Um, when they were I all watched, in like cubicles together with the yes. device and all that, it was hilarious. That was like one of the, the most well produced. Dude had the little puppet and oh. Yoko Taro was out there to start with, and then he left his body, but his head yeah. was there. And then every time he spoke, someone else had the uh, had the Yoko Taro puppet. It just, man, it was so funny the whole time. And they they're they're making jokes at the composer, and he's like, "I don't know, I wrote that part, but I I didn't have music for it, so I didn't know what to do. So I just recycled some music, and it was just it was so well produced and so funny. Uh, Cesar and I were cracking up the entire time." They announced uh, like a special edition, like a white, was it White Queen edition or something like that? Yeah, something like that. And a black box edition, and those are coming out on the Square Enix store. Well, the, the black box one was from the Nier Automata, which they said is like ridiculously hard to find because they were hard telling to resellers find. are bad. And they made like, jokes Don't resell. About it. Yeah, they're like, don't resell stuff. Don't resell. <laughs> they were like, resellers are bad or something like that, right? Reselling's bad. 
That's what they said. And then said. they're laughing. Like, they're just candidly, like, laughing at each other and stuff. And it was subtitled. It was so good. Yeah, because they, like, what, what was it? The, the, the game director was bringing them stuff. And he's like, yeah, he's he's a crew member. He's like, he's not actually the crew member. He's the game director. And he started There's sitting Ito. down. And started going, Ito, Ito, you're part Ito. of our crew. Bring us, yeah, bring us uh, the, crew. the prop. Show it to us. He's <laughs> like the game director. Then he sits down for the next segment. <laughs> it was so good. Oh, the humor was incredible. I was like, I, I will support. I'm going to get this near replicant. It was not really on my radar because I still haven't played Automata. But I was like, you know what? They've got it. They've This this crew has got my interest. they got my support now. They're funny guys, man. So uh-huh. they, this is all out of order. So I'll just go in, in, in the order uh, that it's on here uh, that Adam Bankhurst decided it needed to be in um, off of his uh, IGN article here um so we got a little bit more of a look at uh hyrule warriors uh age of calamity which still looks great but the thing i didn't really expect is they sat down and and played the game so we got to see the in-game um mechanics how just how it plays of course it's it's just a, a dynasty warrior game but it looks like it is going to definitely lean heavy into um the Zelda lore and the um, just the the story of uh, the calamity that's going on. So it, it does look like it's gonna be it's gonna be great. They've already got my money on that. Um, we just talked uh, near replicant. Uh, they did show um, Monster Hunter Rise. Um, let's see, Dynasty Warriors Nine Empire announced, uh, and that will be. 2021 uh coming to playstation 5 xbox series s and x uh, nintendo switch ps4 xbox one pc those Um, are the strategy ones right because i think most people did not like dynasty warriors 9 nah and then let's see we got a little bit more of um battle and wonder world they showed off um that that night that night's goodness Cyberpunk 2077, and gosh, it looks it looks smooth. But oh, take a take a second here. Did you guys hear that they're they're talking about they're even though they said they weren't going to do crunch, they're going to have to do crunch. Um, oh, hold they, on. their words were paid crunch, which is okay. Yeah. I was about to say they they did emphasize <laughs> that everyone is being well compensated. We it's not. It's, I'm laughing because they they actually somebody had actually fucking floated that idea out and thought it was okay to put that out there. I mean, at least they're honest. But okay, crunch quotations because they're getting paid. I'm You're like, talking get out of here. You know, 80, 90 hours a week in a in a studio away from families. It's, that ain't a good lifestyle, paid or unpaid. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing because I'm like it's. it's dumb to me but yeah. that's my opinion you know some other people were are up in arms defending them and i'm like whatever floats y'all's boat whatever i don't care anymore so. what's the fear here since we kind of veered off into this have they made too many delays that they feel like like i know this game's going to be amazing I, I know the pedigree of the studio why why are we not just giving them the leeway of launch whenever you want i don't know it may be that fear of well we've delayed it this many times already, you know, we we have to get it out. But even though it's they it's mandatory crunch and it's you know everybody's being well compensated, it's 
it's tough. still it's still a, a a term that nobody likes to use in in the industry and nobody likes to hear in the industry. Right. So, ah, I, I don't know. Hopefully, we we don't get any like just crazy horror story stories out of that. Right. Take your time. Next gen consoles will be out. That'll be the buzz. You don't have to hit that because you don't have your specific version yet. Just say hey. March 2021, and we'll have day and date PS5, Series X, Switch. Yeah, that'll give that studio time to do the Switch version, like they did uh, Witcher. <laughs> Whoever yeah. it was that did God's work on Witcher. I think the whole problem is this: is uh, they just announced a game release date too early, and they yeah, and so instead of just taking the hit again, and everybody just bitch about it because they were people were bitching about it months ago before they were announcing the crunch because they were like they're gonna delay it again. You know, they can feel it. So there's two methods because they're making the old mistakes that I feel like mistakes. I don't care. A game comes out. Don't don't kill your people putting it out and don't put out a shitty game. If you have to wait, you have to wait. But we remember, you know, there's two sides of the spectrum right now. Sony doesn't put release dates on hardly any of their stuff until they're confident of something because they got burned in the ass. Right. Oh, yeah. That that whole what was like you said, that E3 of greatness. So, yeah. And now Nintendo's not even telling us like (laughs) they don't even tell us. There's a Paper Mario in development. They're just like, hey, there's a Paper Mario uh, game coming out in two months. Or did y'all like Hyrule Warriors? Hey, there's going to be a new <laughs> one in, in three months with the same graphics from Breath of the Wild. So there's there's like two ends of that spectrum now as far as getting that messaging out there. So maybe, you know, they haven't launched a game since Witcher came out, what, 2014, I think? Spring 2014, maybe? And uh, so they haven't had a game launch in, in quite some time. I know that they did... They did the DLC on that title, but I don't know. I don't know. Crunch is never good. There's no there's no good spin on it, I don't think. There's no yeah. level of compensation that can, you know, that takes a toll on your health, relationships, mental health, physical health, all that stuff. Did we get that off the Tokyo Game Show story? <laughs> no, he brought he brought it up because I, mean, I, I brought it up because they right. did that show and then they that, yeah. he's, literally that article came out like today or today. last night or something like that bizarro brant's back we're trying to stay on track and here yeah. he goes fearing <laughs> us off. uh so next up um good bit from uh capcom here uh they showed a little bit more of resident evil uh village um and did talk about how they are specifically targeting next gen consoles and pc for this release uh and that they're looking into delivering the experience on uh, Xbox One and PS4. Um, they did confirm that it will feature more exploration than Resident Evil 7. Um, and they want the players to experiment to figure out what works for them. So a little and, more open-ended? Yeah. Um, they announced Virgil is coming to Devil May Cry 5, uh, PS4 and Xbox One via DLC. Um, uh, he was already a confirmed uh, playable character for the special edition that's going to be on the uh, the next gen consoles. Uh, and then they announced that they are working with Netflix to bring forth this Resident Evil Infinite Darkness uh, series. It's going to be an animated series on Netflix um, that I, I guess is going to have some kind of dual storyline from from a different article i saw and that's going to be uh sometime in 2021 that we'll get this resident evil uh animated series on netflix which should be pretty interesting 
Uh, I have full faith in them after that Witcher adaptation. Witcher I mean, was good as hell. Even then, if this is based off the CG movies, the CG movies are actually pretty good. Yeah. I hear they're better than the live action, right? They're very, very good. And they yeah. tie in with the games directly. So supposedly somebody had said that this Infinite Darkness is supposed to have some events that kind of leads to Resident Evil 8. Like some of the stuff that's happened in the background. So somebody through the the master of uh, looking at whatever the fuck is happening in that trailer uh, was able to say it was some point between six and eight because uh, the outbreak has already occurred in the White House. Apparently in the White that happened in Resident Evil Six. So they said it has to take place after six. And Capcom went and said that some of the events of eight, some of the events that you'll see in eight starts in this series. That's why the series is coming around the same time. Nice. So. And I think somebody had said, who are, I guess whoever Insider said, it's supposed to be like a six or eight episode series, so it's not going to be a movie like they normally are. Cool. It's actual, like an actual true TV series. I just keep laughing at Infinite Darkness. It's like some <laughs> generic <laughs> Legend of Zelda, Infinite Darkness. Hey, yeah, be- Infinite Darkness. It's like Star Trek, Infinite Darkness. Like you, get, be, you get subtitles. It'd be one of the, yeah, it'd be one of those situations where they'll be like, in the infinite darkness of this, and then they'll like look at the screen. Like, ah, they said the title. We get it now. <laughs> like, uh, did you ever watch that thing for um, Evil Within Two? Like, there's a there's an Easter egg in there where if you you have to go fucking out of your way, like you have to go back to the beginning of the game and talk to somebody. Mm. And there's a point where the main character's like, and he'll look at the camera, like the Evil Within Two. It's like a, somebody was asking, like, is this shit real? And it's real. <laughs> Apparently, some guys like, yeah, you have to go through a lot, bunch of bullshit, but it's real. That's awesome. I'll I'll send y'all the link after this, but it's, it was pretty funny. I was laughing at it, but somebody's like, "Yeah, it's actually there. You, you have to do a lot of bullshit to get to it, but it's there." Evil uh, Within Two, Infinite Darkness. Silent Hill Six, Infinite Darkness. Mm-hmm. Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog. The, the 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 Hedgehog of Darkness. More infinite, more dark. Uh. So let's see. I'll try to rapid fire a little bit here. We Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory is getting a demo, playable is that demo. Only Switch, remind me, Kingdom Hearts people. No, it's. Uh, I think it's coming to everything. Everything. Yeah. Who knows anymore? Um, they said Scarlet Nexus is going to use RPG elements alongside action elements. Um, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne HD uh, remastered. Uh, new yes. merciful mode explained. Um, so Hold let's on. see. Not, okay, come on now. How come Nocturne is an infinite darkness? That should be, <laughs> that should be in subtitle. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei uh, Darkness HD, Infinite Darkness HD remastered. Yep. Remastered. remastered. There we go. They and they really fucked up with Nier when they couldn't call it reincarnation. Yeah. Mm. And right say, there, people. Near reincarnation gets Western release. We won't talk um, about the Nino Kuni. Go on. Yeah, Nino Kuni. What's wrong with it? It's Bring a, it up. It's, it's a mobile game. No. Yep. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors mobile. Nope. 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 Uh, your mobile game looked uh, good though. It looked like a turn-based RPG. So here's something I, di- I didn't really really notice. Uh, I went down a good bit here. Uh, Xbox Series S uh, price already reduced in Japan, apparently. Uh, they've dropped it twenty eight, uh, about twenty eight dollars, USD in Japan over, over the other release, which is interesting. Um, I think they, I think that's just a drop because of the, the price from dollar to yen change. I think that's all it is. Probably that's all it is. Yeah. 
because people um, were making a big deal about it, and I, and I think that's all they came in. Somebody came and clarified that's all it was. Just inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a what is it, exchange rate? Because I guess the value of the dollar in the yen is always fluctuating. Right. So they, they ended up dropping to twenty dollars. Uh, they sh- they showed off uh, Flight Simulator is adding uh, the Japanese uh, a bunch of Japanese um, oh my gosh areas um, shrines and specific yeah, locations yeah historical Mount, places certain Mount towns Fuji. Yeah. Mount Fuji um, which everything looks beautiful Flight Simulator uh, the the new Flight Simulator 2020 is is a beautiful beautiful game it looks awesome do you have anything that can run it brant probably not <laughs> thinking about trying it on this thing but my hard drive is too small it's like uh and halo sits on it so i have to like wipe out all the halo install that's on here while we're while we're talking about uh flight simulator did y'all see that hole that somebody found it's just like the map just falls into this <laughs> deep cavern <laughs> just like a black hole laying mass as it should <laughs> Oh, all right. Is that it from Tokyo Game Show? Is that the big yeah, announcements? Yeah, I think pretty much. That's 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 the big, big, big announcements there. We didn't get any new hardware. Nothing. It was a digital Tokyo Game Show. They had a really cool brand. You saw like the intro anime looking characters and the music mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That was a Tokyo Game Show live day one. Like we kept seeing that cool anime intro. I was like, this is pretty cool. Day one premiere. Whoa, 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 world premiere. <laughs> and Japanese, the the Xbox. I did watch a good bit of the Xbox presentation. Japanese Minecraft looked pretty interesting. I wish they could give us the different versions of Minecraft, the different localized versions. That would be that. Be I would like that, but I doubt it'll happen. What else? What else came out of that? Um, I mean, because we sat there and we watched. That's that right. We watched it. Yeah, um, we watched Phil Spencer. Because everything, nothing had subtitles well, until Phil Spencer got it. Uh, I mean, uh, most of it was sizzle reel, and then they ended it with mm-hmm. like Scarlet uh, Nexus and that um, oral cigarettes music video. <laughs> I thought there was one big announcement we were talking about. No, because I mean, they went into Balin. Um, everything's because we made that comment. Everything's what we've already seen before the sizzle reel. Samurai Showdown, that's the one that surprised us. Oh, with the next, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Samurai Spirits is what they call it. Spirits, over yep. Next yeah. Gen Samurai Spirits. That's what it was. Yeah. Was that, the, that was the big thing. <laughs> that, yeah. That, it was that a was good a, show, though. It was a well produced yeah. Xbox show. All right. Is that it from Tokyo Game Show? Yes, sir. You can oh, now no, play. The, the other things, remember, they, they got xCloud coming out early next year, I think they said. Mm-hmm. Which was big for them because most most of everybody in Japan are on mobile devices. We'll have to see how that takes off for them. It seems like the perfect platform, but it's got to be the content on there that they want too, right? Yeah. Um, eight Konami classics have been updated for modern PCs. This comes from Polygon. You can play a bunch of Metal Gear and Castlevania games on PC now via GOG. Uh, there's three Metal Gears. Metal Gear, the original. Metal Gear Solid Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance. And you can also get the Konami Collector Series, Castlevania and Contra, which bundles five games from the franchise's 8-bit origins. Uh, Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, plus Contra, <laughs> and a sequel, Super C. What's funny? What are we laughing at? Just there's no better collections out there of all more games. They chopped up. There's We have them on like PC and Switch and Xbox and PlayStation and everything else. It's like 
five dollars gets you eight in each one of these franchises, and they just like they and then, shit and out he, this one. You can pay like three ninety nine to get like a complete, almost Castlevania one and a Contra one. That's some bullshit. <laughs> and you get like Kid Dracula and like the unreleased stuff. You can get that on every platform, but God got this weird bastard bundle. Uh, yeah, we can't complain. I guess preservation or whatever. Remember, those are old release versions on like old disc, right? Not for us. Somebody out there only has a GOG box, and they, they're just cheering from the rafters that they finally have access to Contra slash Castlevania. Until Microsoft buys them, and then uh, they'll just be on their uh, the Microsoft store. <laughs> That's the screen specifically we were looking at. I was, I was like, oh my god, Sorry. why do you have Contra like just lumped in there with that Castlevania stuff? Go ahead and give them the whole damn collection. I don't know who that's for, but whatever. More, has, anybody more talk, power to them. has anybody talked about how these Metal Gear games run? Has anybody seen... Well, I remember I told you I had Metal Gear 2 on PC and it was shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> I apparently, <laughs> apparently it's the same bad versions. It's, uh, it's not okay. great. They don't run so great. I, I told Richard, I was like, this is before Steam and all that shit. And I had to go on to the Metal Gear website and download patches when shit was broken. Wild times, man. I, Wild had fuck, I had a fucking brand new spanking new NVIDIA card that couldn't run that shit. And it was like, it was so fucking old. The game was so old that it wouldn't run in a new card. It was horrible. Oh, it was the reverse. I was like, yeah. how the hell did that not run it? It was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't get very far? You didn't beat the Tinkered Mission? Nope. But that completed my collection of me owning every copy of Metal Gear Solid 2 on everything ever made, apparently. That's, I got a box version of it somewhere. Did you get the GOG one? No. no <laughs> I have a physical version. On one DVD. All right, uh, Galgun is coming to Xbox One, Switch, and PC. What the hell is Galgun? Go ahead, Brant. Explain it to us. I'm aware of Galgun. I own all versions uh, of Galgun, but Brant threw the story in there, so I'm going to let him have it. Uh, so, I, see pain, I see panties already, so... Yeah, I don't know Galgun. So, apparently, <laughs> I've never played this game, but I've seen oh, it. Disclaimer. And I've, see, I've seen it referenced so much, in a, specifically in an anime that uh, I really enjoyed that Cesar recommended called No oh. Game, No Life. There was a like bit in there with the that whole, there. Yeah, like yeah. the last two episodes, basically are are like riffing on this game, um, and it was with hilarious. With the love but gun, yeah. <laughs> it is it is a game where you are a character, song. and, and <laughs> Wait, why is that the second kiss he wasn't reference? even here. He wasn't, he wasn't even here. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even know we were talking about kiss songs. <laughs> How does this happen? Oh, uh, so. You're a character that has a special <laughs> gun, and they're... They took your dog. <laughs> they, took your, they took your gun, they dog. Took, your, took my dog. Uh, so, in Gal Gun, you have a special gun, and you're being swarmed by um, very nice. aggressive females. And you have to shoot the females... Um, wherever you want and depending on where you shoot them you get different points and this is what joe lieberman was trying to warn us against yeah, in Gore. we could have so, avoided all this sometimes there there may be some uh female underwear shown and things like that so it's a very risque game um but the the biggest thing was that they are re-releasing this as uh NT Creates announced Galgun Returns, uh, and they announced for Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Um, no 
announcement for PS4, and a lot of people have theorized it's because they are so strict on some of their censorship. <laughs> uh, Here so, we go. <laughs> but the the original one, um, I believe it says the franchise franchise turns ten years. Uh, All right, so what was it? Let me help you out, Brent. So. What's funny is this game originally came out in 360 in Japan. This is one yeah. of their games on the 360 in Japan that they were like, okay, we're going to pull in the Japanese players. It was unaltered. It came out in that version. What was funny is it never made it to America because the uh, Microsoft deemed it too appropriate. They wanted to censor the game, and they were like, all right, we won't release it over here. So flip, we flipped the script completely where it's released on every other console but the PlayStation console. There's no official saying on the reason why. But everybody's assuming it's because of the censorship put in place by Sony that the developers at this point are tired of making changes to their games. And they're like, well, fine, we'll just release it on the platforms that let us release it without having to go through and basically make two games. Or that game is basically a fan service game. If you take out a lot of that stuff, that defeats the whole purpose of the game. Right. That's what the game is sold as. So they're not going to. We talk a lot about the Sony censorship thing. Cesar, do you remember where, like, where that started, where that kicked off with the whole, like, is there a background behind it? Was there a new ratings board? Like, did something take over to? It's um, it, it's all in part of the the Me Too movement. So they they felt that they were going to take a look at their games and not over sexualize. Um, I don't. It, it's weird because like if you play, I don't know how they do it. I guess I don't know. They, they're, they're saying it's not over-sexualizing some of the, the women characters in there, but then again, you have full-on sex scenes in The Last of Us 2. Yeah. Where some dude's hitting a girl from behind, and you get, like, the whole scene. So I don't know where they stand on there. I don't know if it's because a lot of the characters on there seem underage because they're more animated, and they're like, okay, okay. that's where we cross the line. That's where I'm thinking. Okay, so that's the aggravation is not so much the censorship. It's the lack of, like, direct... We don't know what the standard is, basically. That's that's the argument because I think they went okay. to I think they went to somebody and they, there's they have two people in the, in Sony or they have a group of people in Sony that does go through games and they deem what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, but there's yeah. no there's no guidelines. They don't have any guidelines. They have to play the games and review them and they decide it on a game by game basis. So they don't have like a strict guidelines. You can't do this, do that, da 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 da. da. They get the free range and choose what they want is and deem what is appropriate and what's not appropriate. So, which is fine. I mean, that's the platform where they have the rights to do that. That's not a right. problem. I think the problem is, is that a lot of that they sprung at the last minute, and there's already games in development, and so they force a lot of developers to go back and bastardize their games or move modes in there. And there's, I think, we didn't get Mary, uh, Mary Skelter two over here on PS4 because it had to go and remove a whole touching mode or something like that, what they call where you can touch characters through the the, the touchpad. They had removed in the Chinese one, and it broke the game because they had they <laughs> went back and updated to remove that mode. So we never got it here. They oh. were just releasing it on the Switch. So I, I think it, a lot of people are – because Sony was before very hands-on. They were the most uh, lenient when it came to those type of games. So you had a right. lot of people who were on that Sony camp that bought those type of niche games, and that's fine, whatever. We're, you know, we're they, old folks because we remember those days when they would let things fly that we couldn't get on Sega mm-hmm. consoles or Nintendo. You know, Nintendo wouldn't allow that kind of thing. That would seem like to be the, the, like the forefront of like, hey, we let the developers make the games they want, and we let the ratings board decide if that's – presentable or not for whatever reason they decided that they're going to add this actual layer that's outside of the the ratings board while the other console makers are yeah they're like i mean phil already came out and said he wasn't going to censor any of his games i think somebody had asked him that once before he said 
that's what the rating boards are for. So if it, it goes out with an M, it'll go through. They'll have to if it goes out NC seventeen, they may have to take something out. That's his example. I mean, the rating boards aside, and I guess he put the money where the mouth is. The developers are they're big and trying to get in Japan, so they're putting on Xbox. It originally was a three sixty game anyway, so. I, th- I just think it's funny because the whole reason it wasn't released in America because it was a uh, they wanted to censor the game, and now it's the the opposite. So yeah, it came out. They ended up coming out for PS3 or something like that uh, because they didn't censor the game. So it's funny, but uh, I think the frustrating part is nobody knows what how Sony's deciding this stuff. So yeah, who's in there picking out what based on what criteria? There's yeah. no guidelines, and I don't I don't think it's fair to the developers, and which is fine. I mean, you're gonna push away those developers, and then I think at the end of the day, like I said, you're gonna vote with your wallet. That's a game that's not on the PlayStation console. You're gonna start losing sales. So at the end of the day, I think Sony will probably end up rolling that stuff back at some point. But because I mean, if they that. I think this generation is gonna Sony's gonna this is gonna be one of those weird ones where they're gonna they're gonna take a lot of stuff uh, get kicked down a lot this one because a lot of the stuff I see Microsoft is doing a lot of stuff right mm-hmm. uh, consumer friendly wise Nintendo's doing a lot of stuff right um, a lot of their with their developers let you know they don't censor anymore they let's say hey put your games on there we want your games you know we want people to buy our console we don't have that third party bullshit we used to have with Nintendo right so they're like hey do what you need to do put it on there you know make it work. And Sony's kind of being more restrictive to the developers, so you're going to see a lot. I think you're going to start seeing a lot of developers like, All right, I think we're going to work with these consoles a little bit more because you, we may not run into your restrictions, but you're more restricted, and we don't want to deal with that bullshit, you know? Yeah, the PS1 effect, but it's so, not a, it's not a cartridge format. It's how bad will you make us change the game we've already got planned? Yeah, right now they're on top, but we'll I see, think time will tell. Yeah, right now on the top, but I think they're going to take some hits this generation. I kind of yeah. want them to. Because I want them to revisit a lot of their back catalog and, and do their be a little bit more consumer friendly and uh, look more to like what Xbox and is doing with their with their community and help their community grow and make PlayStation more of a community instead of them there because they like Sony's kind of doing like that old Nintendo bullshit where they were like mm-hmm. that Super Nintendo days and then 64 days where they're a little, little arrogant cocky but I think cocky Sony is not good Sony we all know no. that we've all been through that. I need them to. I need them to take some hits this generation. And I think they will. I think they're gonna struggle a little bit, and I think they're gonna, gonna have to reset. Because I mean, Sony only relies on PlayStation now. They don't have their other. It's, it's, it's all it is. It's PlayStation. <laughs> hey, Mark Cerny's got a Vio computer. So. <laughs> and, Sony, and Sony Music. Those are and in uh, Funimation. Those are their four pillars. Yeah. That's all they got over there. I mean, at that point, they can't take that shit anymore. Like they don't have something to uh, fall back on, like phones and computers and. Oh, they don't have those. this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Walkmans. You can't walk down and get Sony Walkman anymore. So, oh god, I so, so uh, Galgon Returns will boast uh, new features, more characters, uh, more improvements, a uh, variety of game modes, full voice acting. Uh, they they just say they're going to add a whole bunch more stuff. The game will be uh, available uh, January twenty eighth, twenty twenty one, on the uh, before mentioned platforms, uh, Xbox One and and Steam uh, digitally, and uh, Nintendo Switch gets a digital and physical version. All right, next story. Uh, tell us about that Xbox Series X expansion card. Ooh. Super fucking expensive. <laughs> uh, yep. Next story. I mean, it's only one terabyte, and it's an additional like two hundred twenty dollars, and it plugs in the back, and it's what you need to play the series. S and X uh, optimized games. Yeah. All you all you're doing is doubling your storage. 
it's right now it's it's only Seagate that they're partnered with to make these uh, expandable storage. They haven't said one way or the other if if there's going to be a third party, if there's if they're going to party with other manufacturers uh, to to make these drives. Hopefully they will because for somebody that goes out to buy a Series S and spends three hundred bucks uh, and they only get um, a little over 500 gigs of storage, and then if they want a terabyte uh, of expandable memory for 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 220, they might as well just be getting the Series X because with the, you're you're already there pretty much, yeah. and you're getting the enhanced performance of the X. So it, it, you all saw the you all saw in those previews like the OS takes up like 200 gigs, I think it is. Yep. So you're going to eat up a bunch of that Series S storage just on the the system side. Yeah, and that article that I think Brant's referencing is uh, they go into detail later on where they say that, you know, where Sony, they don't have a card function to do expansion. You have to replace the drive itself. The only plus side of that is that since it's a, a drive made by various manufacturers, but they still got to get rated to be optimized to work on the PS5. Right. You're not subjected to uh, proprietary price pricing. Because this one is this is a proprietary thing. Um, That's no why I referenced the Vita in my preamble. I was like, oh, nightmares all over again. Now the only difference is that Microsoft's a major corporation, so I, I don't think the pricing on that is going to hold as much water as it did on the Vita. Right. So I think yeah. that, it'll probably drop more quickly, but it probably won't drop as quickly as uh, what is that? An NVM four, where the fuck they're using a reference for the PS five? Because you know. P- it, that, uh, that, you know that stuff. You mean you work with computers? You know that stuff drops quickly. So, mm-hmm. like yeah. the next year, be half the price. Let's let's hope so because right now I think it was Samsung. They have one that they just dropped a, a new. Um, what is it? The P, PCIe uh, 4.0 MVE SSD, yeah. and I think it's around 230, 240 bucks, something like Two, that. 229. 220. For how much? And one terabyte. It's one terabyte. Oh. With they'll probably have more uh, additional sizes uh, for even even more. Um, and we don't even know because that just uh, just came out the end of last week. I think it was announced or released. Yeah. And you know, Sony hasn't. They haven't come out and given us any lists, any compatibility, because you you can't go out and just buy any of these. They they have right. to be certain ones, certain uh, certain uh, certain drives need. Um, they get very hot and they need heat sinks right on top. So we need to be able to know exactly which ones you can just buy and and pop into the system and not have any issues. That's when uh, Reddit will do the Lord's work and tell us and point oh. us in the right direction. For yeah, us. I, I don't think we'll have any uh, heating issues with that fucking big ass PS5 coffin. So <laughs> I can hear it's it now. That's that's just bigger than Xbox Series X. I think it's fucking massive. Probably, it's probably got a 120 fan in there. 120. Cesar, <laughs> <laughs> so, so just think about that Twitter feed that you sent me. <laughs> the guys are packing the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> there was a thing on Twitter I sent it to Richard where they. <laughs> They were talking about how how big the Xbox Series X compared to the PS5 is, and when they were showing in the SEC ratings, so they were showing these two Ubers taking a giant PS5 out of the truck, loading out in the hand truck, carrying upstairs, 
and then placing it in an office so they can put an Xbox Series X on top of it as a desk. So <laughs> Brand is ridiculous, man, because it's one of those four four picture paints. So yeah. you're like living this story, and you see these two guys, and it's it's perfectly photoshopped. It looks like they're pulling it. They have a table that they're like they unpack it, <laughs> and then they carry it up the stairs, and then they meticulously set it up, and then you see like this Bravia TV and <laughs> Series X and a controller and all that. <laughs> It's so ridiculous, man. They're using the PS5 as a desk for their Series X, yeah. (laughs) It's an entertainment center. (laughs) Oh, shit. We have to find Uh, that again. It's good. uh, I think somebody sent it to Tom Warren because Tom Warren was talking about how big uh, the PS5 was. It's based off those uh, FCC photos. It's the biggest console ever made, so. Oh, God. I love it. All right, uh, Series X expansion card, two nineteen ninety nine, proprietary, one terabyte, but you can still use your old USB three point one disc drives for backwards compatible games and Xbox One games. Yeah, and I think in this article from Polygon, they make it a point that this uh, adapter from Owen Good is uh, it's super crucial for the S series since there's only five hundred twelve hard drive in there. Right. So. All right, uh, there's an Animal Crossing article, but I don't know who's going to discuss that one. It's a perfect time for me to go to bathroom. Are you still playing? Brand, are you still playing Animal Crossing? Uh, I had actually quit for about a month. Okay. Um, because every villager had to come up to me and tell me that today. Because uh, I went ahead. And, uh, I went I've ahead been on that thing in, since May. So do I have any votes uh, left? I'm sure they probably killed themselves by now. Same. What <laughs> happens part- to them? Do they like revolt against each other? I think somebody said they just usually go back in the island. Everybody's like, and they yeah. just leave. Like there's nobody left on the fucking island. <laughs> I had one. I had one of them like actually scream at me, like what, "What? Why did you leave? Where did you go?" I got a like. You, you can just come. You think you can just come back up to me after just disappearing? They're like, Whatever. "Yeah, you can. It's fine." Whatever. I ignored his ass when I was there anyway. So I still only have two. That's where I left off. If y'all remember, <laughs> I got all these bullshit things. I had to build these fuckers. I don't even know who's moving in. No. I still have the same rhino and, and penguin or whoever it was that I had to start with. Sound like fucking Spider-Man and Batman villains. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. Uh, you sure you're not playing a comic book game? <laughs> <laughs> you playing uh, Batman uh, Returns for Sega CD? But yes, there there is a uh, Animal Crossing update. I'll go through this real quick. Uh, update released today. Uh, so you can go on, download your update. Um, the event actually doesn't start until next month, or yeah, next month, which will be tomorrow, uh, October first, is when uh, all the new items become available. You have things like different pigments, or, or I say different pigments for your skin, but they they I think they even call it uh, paint, body paint. So you can change to like white, green, gray. This is the uh, Halloween stuff, right? Yeah, so it's it's yeah. all Halloween themed. I know uh, a good bit about the body paint stuff. I've watched some of that on Twitch, so. Uh, you will. I've watched that on other to... things as well. <laughs> it's the same as on Twitch. They get by with it somehow. Oh no! I'm going like, okay, this is happening. That's it. We're doing a stream of body paint. <laughs> mm, absolutely not. That's... Cesar, you go first. I'll be like a fucking a Mr. Manhattan from uh, The Watchmen. <laughs> That's all I remember from that movie. I'm like, God, somebody put some pants on this thing. And when you did that, when you did that, it blurred out your arm. That works. <laughs> that works. Your arm That's the way it around. should work. 
Uh, Brett, friend of the show, Charles uh, said we should do a we should do a uh, body off on Ring Fit Adventure. Like we all stick right. with Ring Fit Adventure. And that just, uh, that was actually one be thing because I do a lot of exercise outside of Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> I uh, uh, topless Ring Fit Adventure. I logged in uh, to find that Nintendo had uh, sent me a uh, an item in Animal Crossing. Open it up, and it was the Ring Con. So the Ring Con they oh. have. As a placeable uh, item in your home or, you know, outside your home. Uh, the ring con, uh, just decoration. Uh, you will be able to buy uh, pumpkins from either um, the in-game shop, uh, Timmy and Tommy's, or from the character Leaf. Um, I see pumpkin farming. Yeah. yeah and well, can I farm a pumpkin? I have to buy shit from those you, guys, right? You Well, you have to buy the... You can buy them from Leaf, or you can buy them from Timmy and Tommy. Uh, They call them pumpkin starters. Can I just go on your island and just rob your pumpkins, and then why not the fucking... Can you mail us a pumpkin? If if you're my best friend, yeah, maybe. Mail me some shit, dude. You might be able to... Yeah, I might be able to mail him. He's going to mail you the Riddler. You're going to have the Riddler on your island. I'm I'm going to bring those pumpkin seeds right in that that sword. Like, look what I got that you didn't have to sell me. (laughs) I'm bringing all of them. I'm dropping in front of them and then picking back up. Invasive species. Yeah, pumpkins grow in oh, four, I dropped these pumpkins. four different varieties: um, orange, yellow, white, and green. Um, they're used to craft different uh, items for the the seasonal events. You can also buy uh, a single candy a day from Timmy and Tommy, uh, and save the candies up until the Halloween event, October thirty first, uh, starting at five p.m. when uh, you get a special uh, guest named Jack who will visit the island. Who he's apparently the czar of Halloween, <laughs> and you can trade him candy for special in-game rewards. Uh, you can trade candy to your villagers uh, as just a whole little friendly trick-or-treating event. Um, and right, I know we I know we joke about it. Animal Crossing, but your your family does enjoy it. Are they looking forward to these changes? These updates? Uh, like I said, I I booted mine up and, and played around. I, I time-skipped to uh, tomorrow and, and started farming the pumpkins and, and all that. Um, I could see myself, because Halloween is probably my, my favorite holiday, mm-hmm. I could see myself getting a lot of these decorations and maybe kind of redoing my, my island, or at least portions of my island, in kind of like a spooky theme. But this is maybe going to hold my attention for maybe maybe a month but <laughs> you it but you don't right, have to give us an estimate but literally I mean, it's enough time right for you now to give you thanksgiving and you'll be like oh thanksgiving and then yeah you're gonna kill turkeys and then move into yeah. christmas and you kill reindeer and whatever the other things you do in there trade jack the turkey carcasses yep look what i got but i'm my Build hype is, is nowhere near where it used to be i'm not I'm not looking up to see what bugs left from last month, what bugs I'm getting this month, you know, what fish and all this stuff. I'm, I'm not going to hunt all these different things down. Uh, I think I might play through the event very casually, just get on there once a day for yeah. 15, 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour, farm my stuff, do my stuff, and then that, that'll probably be it. Um, and... I don't even think the rest of my family even downloaded it 
and, and tried to play it today. They haven't updated so, yet. Uh, y'all, y'all, once just, I, y'all just burn out. That's all it is. And w- once I said that, you know, everything really starts tomorrow, they're like, oh, well, we can do it. We can do it tomorrow at some point. Yeah. So how do you time skip? You uh, change the clock on your system? Yeah. If you like just change. Yep. If you just change the, the clock on your system. You can time hop uh, to different days. It's very, very simple. Do a seven year time skip. <laughs> you can. People Pull have done it. Sword. <laughs> All right. Brant's family might be looking forward to that when they find out about it tomorrow. Xbox, new Xbox app for iOS includes game streaming. This also comes from The Verge. Tom Warren. The guy who provided us. He's a rising star, isn't he? The guy who provided us with the graphic. (laughs) He did give (laughs) us the PS5 movers graphic. Uh, Microsoft is about to release a big Xbox app update for iOS that includes the ability to stream Xbox One games to an iPhone. The uh, main stipulation is that you have to be on your own network. No. You yeah. don't have to be. It is games from your Xbox, but you can stream it over other things. It's yeah. the it's like so, the PlayStation 4 remote play. Yeah, app. it's basically remote play. It's different from the uh, xCloud thing. I, I thought the like, first time I read it, I thought it was home network only, and I was like, eh. So no. this will... This will allow you to stream over LTE or 5G connection. As mm-hmm. the app takes control of your home Xbox, you can remotely start your console outside of your home. So it's kind of like a RDP session, I guess. Yeah. Which is within the I, Apple scope of what they'll allow. I mean, I think that's still in the test plan phase or test flight or where that shit is. I don't think it's officially yeah. out yet. I have test flight. I need to sign up for it. I, All right, so want... sorry, that lets us back in, sir. We can, we're back in the streaming ecosystem for Xbox. Uh, th- yeah, I mean, that's fine. That works for me. That way I can play uh, Lost Odyssey at work and then get fired. <laughs> 120 frames, Lost Odyssey. That's all it is. the motion you made. I love that, I love that fucking turn-based motion, 120 frames per second. Through a phone that's not capable of doing 120 hertz. Uh, speaking of being un- incapable of 120 hertz, Nintendo has discontinued the 3DS <laughs> nearly 10 years after release. This comes from The Verge. Uh, they're going to stop producing the... What are the ones they're currently making? The new 3DS, new 3DS. LL, new 2DS LL, and 2DS. But each product yeah. was out of production under its name. Which I think uh, Walmart profusely fired-sailed a lot of those uh, 2DS XLs, which I... It, Unnecessarily bought one a couple months back. I was like, yeah, why not? Hundred dollars. Yeah, I know two kids that might be getting them for Christmas if they behave. So <laughs> that'd be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> they aren't listening. I hope they're not listening. They're not. Uh, what are, what are our views on the 3DS? That was a that was a whirlwind console almost. It's a hell of a ride out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. great system. Around. Never sold as much as the original DS, but got halfway there. Yeah, a little Brent, bit over did half. You, uh, did you get one early enough to be the ambassador program and get the old GBA games and everything? No, I, I did not. I did have the. I still have it somewhere. Have the or, original. Um, what like caused you to jump? Uh, I just I was pulled in by the original the original idea of when they announced uh, E3. And they they touted how you know you could see these 3D graphics popping off. They weren't wearing glasses. The yeah. the prospect of it, you know, I was like, well, I've I, I love my Nintendo hand, handhelds. Uh, I can play the current games I'm playing on this. 
plus I get these new games that have this crazy effect. And then it turns out that, yeah, the, the effect is really cool, but the viewing angle, you have to keep it straight on. And then after of about, you know, five, ten minutes of being like, oh, yeah, this is cool, you just kind of turn that dial all the way back down. and Or turn it all the way up. It always <laughs> depended on the game for me. Like certain games, it was all the way up for me. I, I, there were several games where I'd get a new game, I'd flick it on just to, just to see how it looked. Yeah. And then turn it off and continue playing. I, I got a uh, game there, for you, Brent. Um, go ahead and drop in Radiant Historia and turn it all the way up. Really? Cause it doesn't fucking work. You might as well just turn it. <laughs> <off again. laughs> I, I noticed that there were, there were a lot of games, especially, uh, I guess, now toward the end of its life cycle even before that i think uh during like the pokemon sun and moon stuff i i don't think that the i don't remember it really stop being the i don't remember it having 3d there was there were there were a lot of games that stopped using the 3d altogether i will admit brent to uh one of my favorite memories of 3ds was a virtual console like i got super mario land 2 and Link's awakening like all of a sudden i had access to these games that i had as a kid again you know portable that i didn't have to break out my old game boy but a lot of the 3d stuff like you were saying had to do with the hardware like i think pretty sure cesar is the one that first showed me one of the new systems and he brought that over and he was like dude look and he was turning in all these different ways and you still saw the 3d without being in that magic bullshit thing that i had with my original one and then i was like okay this yeah they made a step up with this one and that that depth just seems so much more like on ocarina of time it was so well implemented and star fox oh, yeah. was glorious to play in 3d and that's the oh. first time i ever beat either one of those 64 games was on uh, 3ds with those ports really yep i never beat them on 64 <laughs> but i i, I guess because it was portable the 3d was awesome i had uh, headphones hooked up to it you know not only those that, the, it, those were the platforms. Not only that, if if you do have one of the new lines of the 3DSs, the new 3DS XL, LL, 2DS, whatever, right? Um, they use a stronger uh, chipset, and they can emulate those SNES games, and they right, they the have system. Yeah, so there's there's a plethora of of different games you can you can now play on those systems. Um, I, I know I downloaded uh, Super Castlevania and uh, I think it was Super Mario World and a, f- a handful of other other titles. Uh, once they were available to me with that with the new 3DS system, I, I didn't hear Breath of Fire one or two. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> I'm guessing those were the first ones you got. Yes, I will always rebuy Breath of Fire one and two. And then three on PSP, and then four on PSP again. Yes. <laughs> in that sequential order. Yeah, outside of that, man, I'm like you. I mean, I'm most most of my 3DS games are RPGs anyway, so RPG mm-hmm. machine for me. But sad to see it go. We'll miss it. Pour one out. Yeah. We still talking 3DS? Yeah, we're moving on to uh, your new cloud gaming. Now. Luna. By the Amazons. Amazon Luna. Jeff Bezos is coming straight to your house with a controller to <laughs> formally invite you to the Luna experience. Uh, Jeff Bezos hands you the Switch Pro controller and says, "It's not Google Stadia. Try it." He says, "He says, Richard, what can I tell you? What What if I tell you, you can play this on your iPhone as well?" 
And then he opens up the Safari browser so you can play those games on the Safari browser because that's the only way you can do it on iOS. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bezos, I love it. Panzer Dragoon's coming to it. Uh, did y'all sign up to demo this or try it? I took a shot and did the, like, hey, I'm interested, and let's see where it takes us. I did the same. So, yeah, this was, uh, outside of this, this was announced from Amazon at all t- their 2020 hardware event, where even with that weird new dec- uh, Echo Dot, where I can finally see the time on it, but, hey, it's what I always <laughs> wanted in my Echo Dot, the ability to read time. Um, the service has been rumored since a year, previously coding Tempo. This is all from uh, The Verge, from Andrew Webster. Um, they it does said look like a pro controller. Mm. It's yeah. not. It's not clear when it will launch. It's for PC, Mac, Fire TV, iPhone, and iPad via web apps. Uh, with Android version plan for after launch, Amazon said they're interested. Users in the U.S. can request early access to the service starting today. There's no word on international availability. Uh, the introductory price, introductory being the keyword, is uh, five ninety nine. And uh, Luna Plus channels gives you two devices to simultaneously play through and offers 4K 60 frames per second resolution for select titles. Um, <clears throat> naturally, it will be powered by their uh, AWS, uh, which pretty much runs a whole bunch of other bullshit, and Netflix and to name others. Um, they did announce it's going to be 100 games, Resident Evil 7, Control, Panzer Dragoon, uh, Plague's Tale, Innocence, The Surge, Ukulele, uh, Grid, Abzu, Brother, and Tell of Two Sons. Amazon says more tiles will be added over time. The company's also partnered with Ubisoft to do a gaming channel, which I'm assuming is their, their own service, kind of like the E-Access. That's interesting, probably, yeah. It's probably similar to like Showtime when you add on the attribute, mm-hmm. you pay an additional dollars a month for that channel. And that's uh, smart for somebody like Ubisoft that has all these games as a platform, games as a service title, to have that available and then let people buy into whatever they want to after that and get loot and that kind of stuff, you know? And as Brent mentioned, uh, Amazon went through the trouble of getting a refurbished uh, Switch controller so they can add <laughs> the purple look and a center button and additional button in the center as well. And uh, headphone they, jack. They kept the uh, headphone jack, which makes it ultimately better. Uh, it looks X- good. It's like a Xbox and a Switch controller had a baby, right? Possibly. Uh, the biggest thing they said on here was that Luna is going to feature Switch integration, which is also an Amazon service that uh, Jeff Bezos advised us to participate every week. Uh, we would we would like you to play. <laughs> He's going to take up that old Wii. Mm-hmm. Remember the two guys awesome. that would show up at the door? We would like to play with we you. We would like to play. God, I love that ad campaign. So I guess this is this is their solution for those games that they end up. I think that Crucible game they got took a lot of bullshit for where they launched it and then they took it back because it was ass. Uh, so what, cause you know, I say that, but that, you know, they're making these games. I mean, they, they needed a platform to put it on outside of the standard PC. And I guess this is what they're going to do with it. Uh, because they still got some other games coming out and they're already uh, on Twitch. It just, it just makes, makes sense. sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this puts them in like the article states, it puts them in direct competition with Google Stadia. I don't think so because you got to piecemeal that shit. And then, uh, Microsoft X cloud, which is more competition for X cloud, because that seems to be more of the service they have on there. Cause X cloud is really outside of pushing, um, streaming from your home console. They really pushing uh, game pass for, for X cloud. So, so I, I kind of want to know more details. I don't think there's a lot in here, but the five ninety nine a month, that's what we thought stadia was going to be, right? We thought it was going to be a subscription where you just got access to these games for the same amount. Is that what they're actually doing with this? That's the killer app. That's the killer feature yeah. where you're not having to buy these separate things over and over. 
I, if you're streaming something, I'm less. I mean, I, I'm not gonna buy something at a stream because that can easily go away for whatever reasons. And you know, people who own that IP have that right to take it away because they own right. that IP. Right. I may not agree with it. If I pay dollar amount, money, money on air, uh, you know, I expect to keep shit. So mm-hmm. cash revolves everything around me, just like Wu Tang Clan used to say back in the day. <laughs> I'm not dropping cash. Uh, that dollar dollar bill, y'all. Unless I'm um, keeping that game forever. Um, so I mean, the streaming service thing works. I prefer if you're gonna stream, I do the introduction, you know, the monthly fee. That's my personal opinion. Uh, I think this will, both this and Microsoft X Cloud will probably force Google Stadia to relook their their plan. They'll have to yep. probably. I think they're gonna come out like, all right, we're gonna do a subscription base. We'll still let you piecemeal because we we started that, and there's people who want that. But I think uh, they're going to go back and be like, we're going to do a subscription on there. Because at this point, they're getting hit like a two-pronged war, and they're still trying to get their first-party games out there to justify their service. And, and I mean, it's Google. They have money, but, I mean... And it's still in beta, technically, right? They yeah. haven't actually launched, so... Yeah. It's time. I mean, I think this time they're, they're going to straighten out the road and it's going to make the, I think it's going to make Stadia a better service, so, in my opinion. so This competition makes everybody, everybody better. Everything we've talked about between hardware designs, between remote play, there's always been a standard for each one of these and they're, they're after each other and going back and forth and competing and we ultimately win as consumers, you know. Google Stadia may end up being the better product, but it may force, this, this subscription thing may force them back into what we thought it was when they first announced it. If Amazon doesn't do it better, but uh, no. I see Amazon really sticking with this with with as many think of as many Fire devices as out there. Um, I mean, there's only one thing they kind of shit the bed in and they got rid of was with the Fire phones. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, everything else they that. pretty much stayed they pretty much stayed with outside of like the the Fire phones are like they just took the loss on that and didn't take off the way they thought it would. That'd be something interesting to go back and revisit revisit now, you know. Like, could they have done that? Because the Amazon today is different from the Fire Phone Amazon. Yeah. No doubt, right? Like, I don't even turn on my lamp in my bedroom by myself. <laughs> I let I let Jeff Bezos' Amazon ro- robot do it. Yeah, he I don't want to say her name. She'll start hollering stuff at me. No, nope. so. it's not actually that person that Jeff Bezos comes down to your house and turns the light off for you. <laughs> <laughs> Slithers through my internet and is like, good night, Richard. So I got you, Birdman. <laughs> for as much money as you give him, he better be turning on and off lights for you. Uh, and then he comes by and delays your package for two weeks, and he laughs. <laughs> has to be, he has to be perfectly balanced. They haven't screwed me like Best Buy has recently. I'm I'm on a I'm on a war path with Best Buy. Um, I don't think Amazon. They screwed me a couple times, but not bad. Like not Best Buy bad. Yeah. I don't think Best Buy's ever screwed me that bad. Like they screwed you. Like that fucking got me Xenoblade too. It's like it was sitting next to my package in Alaska, where it somehow got up there. <laughs> the EDF, the EDF package. I'm like, I got a notification like your package is in Anchorage. I'm like, how did it get there? And then I looked at the the little map. It's like it's near EDF. It's like Earth Defense Force. I was like, what's happening? Why is that in Anchorage? And why is it labeled clearly? But uh, outside of that, but yeah, uh, that's everything with that service. And I guess I'm, we'll find out more about it. Hopefully, one of us will get in there to test it out, and we can talk about more on the podcast. But I'm positive yeah. on this. I, I really do want to try it out. I'll, you know, if you have to purchase the controller or whatever. And there's a lot of you see the stuff they're advertising, right? Like just on that main page on the TV, it's got uh, Luminous, it's got R-Type. So it's, you know, it's not exactly a 
uh, point-and-click adventure game or something like that. It's something that will require good latency. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, some they, cool things to try. They have, um, I mean, they have a good data center, just like the, you know, Google and, and Microsoft. They'll take the hit. I'm sure they'll perform well. So. But the chat I'm trying to interact with. You're fine. So the next thing we'll, uh, I mean, that's pretty much all we have to talk about Luna. So the next thing we'll bring up is uh, PlayStation Plus for October and games with gold for the Xbox, uh, which was uh, announced, what, yesterday? Yeah. So our final month of PlayStation Plus before we get the 17-game bullshit that comes out <laughs> in November for PS5 <laughs> um, is going to be Need for Speed Payback and the Vampires with a Y. Vampire with a Y. Without an E? Vampire? Without Y-E? Yeah. All right, whatever. Vampire. <laughs> Let's go with uh, So, I haven't played this Need for Speed. I bought several versions of this Vampire on PS4 and Switch and have yet to play it. <laughs> so, I have no opinion on any of these games. Yeah. I think Michael was a fan of it. He sold me on it at some point. I think he's, he was a fan of Vampire, and I think he liked what was a Need for Speed, the latest one, which one was... Uh, what, is pay, what is Payback? Who, is this one of the Ghost uh, Games one? It says on here, Survive Thrilling Heist Missions. They had me a heist. Partake <laughs> in metal crunching car battles. Perform dazzling set pieces and more in this four-wheeled action blockbuster. It seems like this is more of the like story-driven one, uh, yeah. not the underground racing type stuff. It's yeah. gone in 60 seconds. Yep. You lost me. I was in the highest, <laughs> and you lost me. Gone in sixty seconds. Payback. <laughs> Cars go for um, And then Vampire is a Life is Strange developer. Do, uh, don't nods. Entertainment challenges you to embrace the darkness with this nineteen eighteen set third third person action RPG with deep narrative choices. You play a doctor turned vampire, ghosting through a London grip by. Oh my God, I'm I'm already bored. Grip by violence and fear. It's like American Werewolf in London, <laughs> but with vampires. Moving on to games with gold, you're gonna get <laughs> you're gonna get Slayaway Camp Butcher's Cut from October first to thirty first. Spectacular. Made of Skur, which scare. is from Scare. It's Scare. Yeah, I watched I watched the trailer. They said Scare. It's a really odd way to spell it, but they they pronounce it Scare. So, friend of the show Charles is currently enjoying this one on PS4. He told me I'm playing this on PS4, and it's like a weird Bioshock thing. You so, don't shoot or something, right? There's, he said there's no ammo or there's no... You hide. It's just, yeah, it's a bunch of hiding. And it's like, I don't know. I think I, I, I played it for like 15 minutes and, and I'm like, I'm just going to have to have patience with this. And I took it out and started playing something else. And I was like, I think I got I got to the part where I got into the elevator. I'm not sure how far Charles got, but I got into the elevator and I think that's where I stopped. Because I keep bringing these bells on the wall and they light up lights. And I'm like, well, what the fuck's happening here? Was it a puzzle? Uh, probably I just didn't have the patience probably. to do it. At the time. Yeah, I was like, eh, I'll fuck with this later. This is before we, I went on vacay or went on holiday. <laughs> as they say, you were on the holiday. I was on the holiday. I took a, a week away on holiday. <laughs> holiday. But then we're also getting uh, Sphinx and the Curse of the Mummy and Cosmic Quest platformer. Oh Cosmic yeah, Quest, I can I can verify. I, I, I unlocked every trophy in that on PS3. I, lo- I fucking love that game. Costume yeah. Quest is good. It's a turn-based RPG. If you're in the mood for a turn-based RPG, and it's uh, nice and quirky, and it's like maybe five, five to eight hours. Never got into the sequel. I love the first game a lot. So, um, the both PS Plus games will be available October sixth. Um, Slay Away Camp Butcher's Cut uh, available. Uh, 
uh, October 1st, uh, Made of Scare, uh, October 16th, uh, Sphinx and the the Cursed Mummy, uh, October 1st, uh, and Costume Quest, October 16th. I think the highlight out of that one is uh, y'all's Made of Scare. And Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. Sphinx, and Sessor yeah. says Costume Quest, so it's a pretty good month overall for Xbox. Costume Quest is very good. It's very underrated. I and this is the Sphinx. Again. This isn't the port of Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. This is the backwards compatible Xbox original. Yes. And I, I think the port the only was on Switch. It never got released on anything else. Really? Yeah. I thought that was something that came out on everything. It was Switch and PC, I think. Okay. All right, gentlemen. Holy shit! Um, hour and a half through news. Ooh, we did it I'm, somehow. I'm sitting, I'm sitting here watching the basketball game scores changing back and forth. I'm trying to keep up. It's like the Heat was in the lead. Now the Lakers are in the lead, and it's in the, the first quarter. We got to hurry up. Oh dear God, let's wrap this shit up. I only played Halo. I wanted to play some Mario to uh, have some comparisons with you guys, but I did not play any Mario. Um, it was nice to actually have a break from games. I didn't play anything. I just uh, well, I played Halo. What? The week we left, so right after yeah. recording, you got me in that Halo muskets. Or I did. I had Cesar yeah. playing Halo. That's it. Really? Okay, we do we do have something to discuss. Mm-hmm. Cesar, what did you think of our Halo One madness? Uh, I liked it better before um, your boss joined our game, and then he ruined my. Uh, when we started getting <laughs> all the hard people in there, we're, they, people are actually good. Brant, he has They're, a higher Halo yeah. rating because they play they play way more than we do. They play Halo Four. So he brought all those level tier people over with us. I was doing okay uh, until Derek joined the game. And I'm like, I was dying left to right. As soon as I spawned, I spawned, I died. I was like, okay, all right, cool. Listeners know I play like every Friday and Saturday night, right? Here's Cesar. He's booting up on the Xbox next to me. I'm like, you know, he might struggle a little bit, whatever. We're just having fun. It's never been that kind of thing for us, you know, competitive wise. And I'm watching every round after the leaderboard. Cesar's above me. I'm like, what the fuck? What am I spending my time I'm shooting people in the face with a shotgun, man. <laughs> hey, you like that muskets round, huh? I just like shoot them in the face. I'm like, get out of my face. And then like Cesar's finishing get a above me door. every time. Like, I'm like, what is happening? What am I doing with my life? I'm not good at games. But uh, it was a lot of fun doing muskets. And we never got to do uh, Hellraisers. You never got to see the, the flamethrower rounds. But you played some Fiesta. You played muskets. So you got the... And it was fun, right? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that bad, yeah. Brant, you'll have to get on there with us one night. Hell yeah. yeah. I wouldn't mind doing it. It's not that bad. That's it for me. It's my Halo update <laughs> with Cesar this time. I brought yeah. a friend. Yeah. I brought a friend. Then we're gonna yeah, we're gonna bring Brant and this is gonna be Halo updates every week and then we play nothing else. The Halo cast. Yep. Yep, Halo cast. And we'll be sponsored by Xbox and we'll have Phil Spencer join us. I already am and I picked a green soda. Well done. Oh, wrong way. <laughs> Cover up those PS2 games in the back. You fucking up. You fucking up. Oh. <laughs> I don't have an Xbox, Xbox game to put game. on top of it. I took Warriors <laughs> out of here. I had the Warriors in here. I could have put on top of the Xbox or on top of the PS2 games. I could have defeated the curse. Yeah. Who's next? Um, I'm done. Outside of me, uh, me, I mean, I didn't play much. I, that, I didn't play much last week either. I think I played well, a little bit. Hades. Uh, I do know you I, played some Hades. I haven't played any Hades yet. Oh. I, I downloaded Hades. Okay, that's what it was. Uh, the only game I played was I did play some Mario uh, 64, the 3D All Stars. Uh, that game is not forgiving on that fucking Switch controller. I'm walking off the ledges left and right <laughs> with uh, two analog sticks. I kind of need the, those face buttons for the camera. 
So you're having the issues that Brant and I did with the Crash reboot or the Crash uh, remake. Yes, I mean, I think I got up to the first Bowser boss battle, and I just kept. There's some parts where you have to get the red coins on that like beam, and I just like I'll get that last coin, and then I just walk straight off, and I'm like, oh, okay. And then Bowser laughs at me, and I'm like, you know what? I don't have time for this. I think that was exactly the only game I played last week. Uh, yeah. Outside of before that, I did some uh, the Halo with you, and I think I did that. I already talked about my mate scare, uh, which was just I when I fired it up, I was like, this is basically like uh, Bioshock. Uh, this would <laughs> remind me of I'm walking around like the arms, and um, I can tell they got their uh, inspiration from that. Uh, outside of that, the only thing I put in major time since I got back was um, a thirteen uh, thirteen Sentinel. Game for uh, PS4. I've heard a lot of buzz around that one. It's fucking good. It's so yeah. fucking good. Oh man, it's good as hell. I can't really go into details about it because it is a visual novel. Uh, outside of um, I'm waiting for it to load so I can get the full name because I think it's 13 Sentinel uh, Aegis something. Yeah, Aegis Rim. Uh, 13 Sentinels. So um, it, it it is a visual novel mixed with kind of like a um, tower defense game and as their battles. So you start out this prologue where you have an introduction to some of these characters. And it's weird because it's only like maybe there's 13 Sentinels that are like these giant robots and you're fighting these Kaijus uh, in Tokyo in 1985. But then you play these, uh, you don't, they don't give you the full protagonist. So they give you like half of them, seven. And so you get like pieces of the story. So you're seeing like some of these characters or as you as the story progresses, you'll see like, and you you'll like this, Richard, because you just finished War of the Worlds. So apparently, in this time period in 2084, the world is completely destroyed, and it's from these. Uh, they're not tripods, but they're actually quad quad pods. They look just like the War of the Worlds. They come down from space, and they just wiped out all humanity. And so they build these Sentinels to battle them. The problem is they keep losing, and they keep pushing them back to different time periods. So the next one is 2024. So it kind of jumps around a lot because there's four generations of the Sentinels, even though they made the first generation when the original attack. But somebody went back in time and, and it's like, okay, we're going to create Sentinels here, second generation. Somebody went to 1985, we'll create another Sentinels here, third generation. Somebody went back to 1945 and created a fourth generation. Are so they, they create, the same models or do they like improve the mechs every time? They improve them. So some of them are aerial, some of them are all around her, some of them are just uh, uh, attacks, some of them are going to attack on the ground. So it's like they did different uh, abilities to attack these invasions. And, and the people who are invading or these monsters or these aliens are invading are also upgrading as they're going through time. Because as you change the timeline, they're, they're adap adapting to it as well. So now instead of invading in 2084, they tried in 2025. And now they're, we're in 1985 and they got the invasion going on. So you have these ages, like in the name, which is like a defense system underground that uses these UFOs that they came in through to activate and destroy them. So you're going around in these Sentinels and you're trying to activate all these agencies to protect Tokyo in 1985. Very uh, cool. You're breaking down, and like that's where the tower defense portion of the game is. So you get the visual novel point where it gives you the story, and it's kind of broken up. So there's different paths, so you can see different uh, attributes of these uh, different stories from these characters from different uh, angles to get the full picture. Because it's like you're, it's very confusing. So you get like Jure, uh, Juro was just the main character, and he's named somebody. These other characters know him differently from another name. He comes from the future from from 2085, but he's in 1985. He doesn't remember anything. So something's happened. So it's like you don't know what's happening. You got to kind of like unfold the story to figure it out. I haven't gotten that far with it yet to find out what's going on. So um, sounds locked, good. What, how did the how did the uh, the gameplay elements play out? So that's that, the story's told through a visual novel where you go through and you kind of do different like a standard visual novel. You talk to characters and you choose different story paths to, to get different parts of the story. 
to progress through the story of the battles is the tower defense game. So you come up and you have to protect that. It's like a game where you choose those characters and the, the sentinels there are in. And it's, it's straight tower defense. So you have a center of the Aegis you have to protect until it activates to protect that sector. And they send in these hordes of uh, enemies at you. And depending on the attributes of your sentinel, if it's a, a, a flyer or all-rounder, you attack different types of these monsters. And they'll let you know at the beginning of the level, like, hey, a lot of flying enemies in this level, so you got to make sure you choose the flyers to do the battles. Um, the problem is they got what they call is a BOL, which is a brain overload. So you can only use certain characters and certain sentinels so often before Keep they you overload. from spamming the same, the same one over and over. Then they got to take a break in the next wave. Nice. So, you have to kind of adjust, and you have you have a set. You have 13 sentinels, so half of them you put on defense, and then half of them you put in attack. And so the ones that are intact, they're going to end up doing the brain overloads. So it's like you have to kind of adjust each level and play based off what enemies are coming through. So if you fucked up and put every uh, there's four flyers that can attack flyers, if you fucked up and overload their brains and you go to a flyer level, then you're screwed because nobody else can knock them down. Oh. So it's like you have to use that attribute. As you go through there, you unlock more of the visual novel aspects of the story because they kind of go back in there and their interaction with the characters like, oh, I remember this, I remember that. How do you know that? And it kind of unlocks stuff that you can experience in the visual novel part to do different story paths. So it's well-written character-wise and jumping good. paths and all that? It is good as fuck, man. It's really good. Uh, it's I don't know what's happening because it's like I'm still in the thick of it. I'm still initially like halfway through the game. And it's like... It, the time-based stuff is all over the place. There's some characters that die, they show back up again. And I think it's something to do similar like Steins Gate where they're jumping different war lines. So I think they, they changed something in the past or in the future. They, they're in a different war line. So it's like they, they're not in the original dimension they were at. They're like in another dimension just because they changed uh, time periods. Because whatever the changes they did, like the AKA butterfly effect, they move into another piece of that history. History's redone because, I mean, the original war... Was in 2080, uh, 2084, but now it's in 1985. Nice. So like 1985 Tokyo, which is cool because you get that whole aesthetic in the background as you go through that visual novel, novel portion. Majority of it takes place in 1985. Very so you get cool. That whole 80s vibe, especially with the Blade Runner. Yeah, some of that's in there. Like some of the electric guns are in there, and then you get the whole aspect like uh, those punk kids where they have those little uh, 50s haircuts, and they're like from uh, the high school bullies and all that stuff. Like, yes. like I'm the bully, you know, like that that generic stuff that's all in there. It's good as hell, man. It's, it's really good. Uh, it's worth every penny. I like it a lot. Uh, especially if you're not a big visual novel fan, the story tells in there is very good. And it's, um, I do enjoy the tower defense part. So the game too, it's not like it's a, a bullshit tactic. They kind of threw in there to just add uh, depth to the game. It's, it's actually very good and requires a lot of uh, strategy to make sure you uh, um, get all those ways down. Right. So are there fail states with the way the story and gameplay intertwine? Like, can you make wrong decisions or, will failure in the strategy like affect the way the story goes and send you on another path like how do those usually play there, out there's no permadeath i mean depending on the visual novel aspect you can choose different branching stories to get different at like different like the the original one you might be in the hallway like oh i need to go to this area and you meet somebody and then the the second aspect you might bump into somebody and it totally changed your whole aspect for that day and you get a different view from different characters as you go through there and you can go do those branching storylines some of those branching storylines they stop at a certain point and there's some that are key to continue the story. So, but it gives you the ability to view the background between all those characters and how they interact and how they met and how they have that backstory for them all. The only fail Very states cool. you get is uh, during the tower, de- uh, the tower defense portion. So, if you if the main character dies, then it's game over. Um, it also, there's certain uh, win streaks and win bonuses that will require you to like to win this level. You have to include uh, Kitsuragi and put him in there. 
And he has to be part of that battle system. If you don't, then you don't get that bonus point. And then if he's in there, he unlocks another portion of the story, which continues in the visual novel aspect. And so then they have a, they break it down to remembrance battle. And there's like a, a vestuary type thing where you, you unlock different aspects that explains the story as it goes. So it kind of keeps track of everything that's going on because there's a lot that's happening. And it kind of gives you the, uh, the backstory on the creatures innovated, the different time periods, the different characters in those different time periods and what they were doing and how it's going through there. It, it's pretty good. The uh, world sounds great and like really fleshed out. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of that stuff is deep, man. They're like, there's some character. There's a character that had had his memory wiped, and there's a girl that he met in 2025 that she fell in love with him. He came from 2084. Something happened. They had to wipe his memory, and he doesn't remember her at all in 1985. So she's trying to interact with him, and they're telling her not to interact with him because it's going to mess up the control they have on his head. So it's like a lot of a lot of fucked up stuffs happening. It's like it's a bunch of just teenager kids in high school trying to save the world. They jump in these sentinels. It's very very anime-ish. So. It's good awesome. shit, man. I can't talk more about how fucking love that game. I know you like visual novels. I, I need to yeah. play through one with you. We need we need to stream one. I mean, visual novels are like I like a lot of bullshit visual novels, which can kind of be like borderline sometimes. But because uh, <laughs> I, I do like the romance aspects of there, I'm not big on the. But uh, outside of that, uh, Steins Gate's really good. This is really good, and it seems like anything with the time based stuff is is the really interesting stuff on there. Because Steins Gate had a lot of uh, with time based, and it made it very sci fi ish. This this Aegis one is very fucking good. It's very fucking good. It's probably one of the best games I've ever played. I'm, wow. I, I, I don't want to be playing that right now and doing this. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> all right, That's all I'm, I'm thinking about is playing that game. Because usually what I'm going to do is once we're done with this, I'm going to fire that game back up. I'm going to throw the NBA Finals on this phone, and I'm just going to play that. So. And that's 13 Sentinels what? Uh, Aegis Rune. Okay. Is that the first in its series or... Uh, it's the first and probably the only one because I think George Katani, uh, I forgot what his name is. He, he works for Vanillaware in Japan, and he they pour right. a lot. This is a Vanillaware joint, isn't it? Yeah, they, this game has been in development for like three or four years, and he's and he told people he hopes it does it well. They probably won't be able to make another game like this, and this is like a once in a lifetime experience for them, and they're glad they got it out. Cool. Remember, this was having development issues for a while. So because remember they came out with the prologue game in Japan a year ago. I bought the prologue game which only handles the first two hours of the game. And that was like a demo. You pay like $40 for the demo that helped development of the game, basically. It just gave you a taste of it. We didn't get that here, but they did in Japan. So, Very cool. Um, outside of that, I think that's all I played. Uh, it's all on you, Brent. Bring us home. Uh, Super Days Mario All-Stars. So I popped it in. Give us, give us a deep dive. Does it play like it's supposed to? Uh, I, oh my I, god! I can't believe they're emulated. And before you, before you start, I forgot to mention I did play I did play Genshin Impact. It is fucking Breath of the Wild. It's Breath of the Wild is gonna get Breath of the Wild. I'll leave it at that. I, I only put like an hour in it. That's what I keep hearing. It's it's fucking Breath of the Wild. I'm climbing shit and I'm getting stamina loss. It's fucking Breath of the Wild. Wow. So, free to play though. Free to play. Yep, Heck free yeah. To play. All right, Brent, tell us about that 3D All-Stars, not 3DS All-Stars. So I booted it up. Uh, of course, I did them uh, in their chronological order. I started on uh, Super Mario 64. And then said, fuck um, this game like I did. Uh, I got 60 stars before I said, fuck this game. Well done. That's like half Whoa. the game. Yeah. That's more than half. Well, yeah, that's like half the overall stars. You need like 70 to... to finally get to to the end there oh okay fucking 120 it was 120 for yoshi yeah that's, that's beat how the many do game. you need to beat it beat it i thought i got less than 60 to beat it 
No, it's seventy something. You have to get seventy to get up to the to final area. Why'd you give and, up? You're close. The controls? No, I mean, to to me, the game um, doesn't control as um, the the controls aren't as tight uh, on this version as they are on the uh, original hardware. Yeah. And from everything that I've I've looked at, apparently it's a little yes and a little no. Um, this seems to be the best version that we've gotten of this of this game um, that's been re-released since the Nintendo 64. Uh, the different emulation of it on the Wii, Wii the U, and yeah. yeah, all that was not the greatest. Uh, and plus, the ways to play it weren't always the best as as far as the the controllers. Um, and the only thing that this game apparently suffers from is the the gait of the stick, because uh, the range of the motion uh, that it was designed for on this on the 64 mm-hmm. um, sometimes will severely mess you up on a jump, like Cesar was saying, where he would go to and just completely miss a jump. Um, it's happened to you a bunch. Uh, yeah, and not only that, this isn't. Um, like we had talked about in a previous uh, episode, speed speedrunners were uh, upset because this was a different version. And yeah, this is this is based on a version that was released uh, a couple years later in Japan. Um, it's an updated version. You know, took out backwards. Hard, long. I have a hard version. copy of one of those, the uh, Rumble Pack one. I have a hard copy of that yeah. on sixty four. Yeah. And. Um, it changed the way Mario would grab trees, grab poles, and, and jump off things a certain way. So, but honestly, uh, I played with the Pro Controller. Didn't really have too much of an issue. Uh, and it's it's a good game. It's extremely frustrating just because of the camera controls. It definitely makes it, it, it dated. Um, so where so, do they put camera controls on this one? Um, the right stick. Okay. And it's literally you just have to each um, each yellow button. Dir- yeah, it, it's literally you only have the four cardinal directions to press, and so every direction that you're doing on the stick, you know, left or right, you have to do it every single time to move the camera once every wait, time. Wait, so it's just But eventually, I I just got so tired out on 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 some of the bullshit in that game and jumped into the very end of it (laughs) i know yeah they're close man knock it out and i'm gonna gonna, like fuck this game and beat it don't worry i'll i'll go back and get those last 10 that i need uh to at least get to bowser um you play it on stream and i'll uh i'll commentate so it's i'll be the peanut gallery yeah. From there, I jumped into Mario Sunshine, which is a game I played nonstop on my GameCube. I love Sunshine. Uh, I really zero? Do. Zero, Cesar? I've put zero minutes in that game. Oh, wow. It, it is a very e- Ever, even on the GameCube, zero. Zero oh. minutes. Apparently, you, you either love it or hate it. I yeah. love it. I haven't played it at all. Can't form an opinion. Uh, but even with, with this, I've, I've seen people go... You know, I, I hated this when it came out, and now going back and replaying it, it's not a bad game. I, you know, I enjoyed it this time. 
Um, I I loved it. Um, the biggest problem I have with most of these uh, is the there's no options. You Nintendo doesn't really like giving you options. You can't, aside from changing um, languages, there's not much you can do. You can't remap uh, your buttons. You can't uh, invert or uninvert. Uh, they kind of did that for you in some cases. They didn't give you a choice. Huh. Some some things that were in, inverted in, in, in 64 are now the opposite. Uh, the flying is still the same. In Mario Sunshine, uh, the control of Flood uh, was actually inverted. Uh, in this game, it's not inverted, so that messed me up uh, first go. Because you've got the years of muscle. Better for me. With it. Yeah. That's the best way to play it now. Um, not only that, it's... Definitive edition. Because uh, of the analog triggers on the controller, um, they've mapped the way you will control flood to two different uh, two different buttons. And how does so that nor- work on this one? So so normally, uh, with the analog triggers, the more you press in uh, the uh, trigger, the more you shoot with flood. And if you are pressed all the way down on the trigger, you are standing in one place, uh, full full stream. Right. Uh, on this one, you can run and shoot just by pressing Z, uh, ZR. Uh, you can run around okay. and shoot, uh, but to stand in place and you know do you know directional shooting more precise, uh, you just press the R trigger. So it's uh, it took a little bit of getting used to. Okay. Uh, they they took the analog controls and split it amongst two buttons. Yes. I see. That's that's um, weird. It's it's weird. Uh, like I said, it took some getting used to. This was my comfort device. Ah. Um, this is my Power A uh, wireless GameCube controller. Um, this at least <laughs> this at least gave me the feel I was looking for uh, while retaining all of the extra buttons because it's got extra triggers. Uh, the uh, both sticks actually click so it gave me all the extra options um with the with the feel i'm used to some of the actions are mapped to different buttons so that again took an extra second uh to get used to uh but that took me four days to 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 run through and beat you beat sunshine Um, in four days yeah maybe four or five days damn you Um, knocked that one out um, just, just sitting there and, and playing it, um, for, well, and, and I know where a lot of stuff is and what was yeah. fun is my, my kid was playing it. Yeah. My kid was playing it and he's like, Hey, did you go over here? I'm like, yep. Hey, you want to see something cool? Do this. All right. Do this, do nice. this. There, those, those are three easy shines right there. And he's like, how do you know that? How do you know? <laughs> Kid, I used to just come home from school and just play this game like, for jam. hours. So, um, did you just have did you just have a GameCube that generation as a youngster? Uh, I had a PlayStation Two and then a GameCube, um, and mainly played on the PS Two. And then the GameCube, I had like Ultimate Spider Man. I had um, Mario Kart, Double Dash. Yeah, the great uh, sunshine. Titles. Yeah, dude, I I was looking in my my because uh, all of these games 
uh, with the exception of uh, the last one, I booted up on original hardware and played just to just to test and see how it felt. Um, and one for one, they're all they're all pretty pretty good. Um, and what's what's interesting, what's interesting is I, I took out the um, the Mario Sunshine that I have and opened it up. And I've got my original um, receipt in there from the 2015 at GameStop and East Point that I went to. And wow. yeah. Oh, so you got it somewhat recently. How much or, was it? No, in 2015? no not, not 2015. 2005. 2005. Did you get Sorry. it brand new? Um, yeah, but it was the uh, greatest hits. Or player's bestsellers choice. or players, yeah. yeah, players' choice. Was it twenty bucks? God, that's the hell. Of a uh, I believe it might have been. Yeah, I think it was twenty bucks. God, that's a hell of a deal, man. You said East Point. Yeah. Did I know who's working there then? I want to see your receipt. I want to see who the the sales clerk was. Yeah. Well, sure uh, was uh, it might have been. It might have been my old roommate. <laughs> Seriously. So. Um, it might have been me. I used to work out there a couple times. Like I said, probably maybe okay, maybe maybe about five days to beat Sunshine. I think I ran through it in about a week, uh, a little less than a week. Uh, and then starting Sunday, I boot up uh, Super Mario Galaxy and beat it yesterday. Damn, he's destroyed this uh, collection. I played again with the Switch Pro controller, uh, the Gyro. Uh, control is a hell of a lot more responsive than the Wiimotes ever were. Nice. Uh, the is way that, that would you say that's the definitive way to play Galaxy? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. There's there's some times that just because of the way Galaxy is and the way you move on these planetoids and stuff, it you get a little disoriented going from you know regular up to the side, upside down, back to right. the side, and, uh, and sometimes I'd have an issue where. I'm holding the stick straight up to to run straight up, and then all of a sudden Mario's just like running in circles for no reason. So I have to literally just let go of the stick and then press forward again, and he he goes fine. Um, and I don't know if that's just something with the version of this game or, or just yeah. some kind of uh, weird thing to do with the quirks. gravity in the in the game and the physics being all wonky. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, all it, all it is, is, I mean, the, um, when you want to collect, uh, those star bits and everything that you see on the screen, you press the R button and the icon will appear in the middle of the screen and you can recenter it at any time just by pressing that R button and it goes off the gyro in your controller. So rather you just than, sweep the controller around to pick them up. Yep. Nice. Right. Rather than you know having to point it at the screen and yeah. waggle and, um, and or have a and, second player there shooting them yeah and the the thing I did that I noticed uh, about this game uh, was it was either extremely easy or extremely hard um, all the all the missions all the different levels. There was no in between where it was okay. Well, this is a little bit of a challenge, and it's it's going to take me a little bit more time. It's just either very very 
easy. And maybe that's just because I ran through two Mario games back to back. So I had it was like ingrained in my mind. Mario, Mario. Um, (laughs) As opposed to Luigi, Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, But yeah, it was it was either super easy stuff or it was just, man, this is bullshit. I'm not going to do this level. Um, No gray area. Yeah. But yeah, I beat that. I beat that yesterday afternoon. Um, and it's, it's a good game and it, uh, playing it on the switch, uh, with, with that control, uh, I don't say takes away from the experience as the game was intended because with the Wiimote and Nunchuck, it was always kind of odd playing it that way. Most, most games were, um, but with, (laughs) yeah. And the waggles and trying to figure out exactly what you're doing. And you're playing was... Samba de Amiga the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but, Don't mind me, Mom. Just collecting my star bits. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed playing it. Definitely with the um, the Pro Controller seems to be uh, the, the consensus. It seems to be the best way to play the game. My kid uh, booted it up. And since he has the switch light, he was he was telling me he didn't really like it having to having to do just the touch screen since ah. all of yeah, all the function for that is is mapped to the touch screen um, for the he star bits. Yeah, for collecting for collecting star bits, um, you have to stop everything you're doing and touch the mm-hmm. so it, anything that was was due to the motion control or, you know, what would be now gyro control is specifically touch. So anything you had to do, like um, play almost always portably. I'm gonna be collecting in it on TV. Yeah, collecting collecting star bits. Uh, those segments where you're in the little bubble and you have to um, press A and um, move your little cursor around to like blow the bubble wherever you need to go. So you're literally having to hold A and one handed hold the console and you know, draw your finger wherever oh, you're trying no. to push that. So it, no. it, he, yeah, he said it, he did not enjoy, enjoy that. So he has that on Wii and he has been, had been playing it on there. And he said, he, picked he, it back up he said, if he wants, it. yeah, he said, if he wants to play it, he'll play it on Wii or he'll just, um, have another save file on my, my yeah. game, play it on TV. Um, so all in all, great collection. Um, Damn, you destroyed that game, dude. You burned up. Those <laughs> I gotta go back and get kick? those. Uh, honestly, I mean, I could take a break, but it is kind of bugging me that I didn't complete sixty-four, completing the other two like I did. Yeah. Play sixty-four on a stream. I'll I'll, I'll do commentary. That'd be a good time. Yeah. Or you that... could play you could play the actual prequel to Super Mario Galaxy and go back to your Ratchet and Clank. Games. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> the true uh, prequel. Uh, and then, yeah, I booted. Like I said, I had booted up uh, Animal Crossing today, um, and just barely did any of that. Yeah. Um, but that was that was mainly it. My my in, my entire two weeks was devoted to uh, demolishing the three D All Star. Yeah, was was to <laughs> diving enough. diving into this collection and and seeing. You know, with all the vitriol and and mockery that this game got, uh, it's it's these are good games. These are good versions of the games, and it's great to have these on a on an updated system. 
Amen. That's all we ever wanted. That's all we ever needed. <laughs> well, we want uh, it back. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Land Oh, is that it for us? We're two hours in. Yeah. We made it through our half of news. Me and Cesar played Halo. Cesar wouldn't shut up about Halo. Then he talked about Aegis Ring, 13 Sentinels, and Brant played the hell out of... How did I go the right way? I knew it was <laughs> going to be the wrong way. Brant played the hell out of 3D All-Stars Mario Collection for Switch and also played all of them on original hardware, which is a double feat. So those are our games played. Uh, you guys have anything else you want to add? Absolutely nothing. Oh, we're, I'm trying to get us on Amazon Music. I submitted everything I think I needed to do, but I haven't seen it pop up yet. So we got to wait for Jeff Bezos to come yeah. down and grant you access. <laughs> get Jeff Bezos over here. Just just call him. Say Alexa. It'll just slow down to you like this. Oh. <laughs> I'm here to give you your podcast, Grant Access. Jeffrey Bezios, Bezios. <laughs> Bezios Santos. Bezios Santos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I guess that's it for us. Thank you for joining us this week, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Adios. See you. <laughs>